0: yeah I'm Batman I am Batman I'm Batman Alfred I'm Batman I'm Batman I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I freeze I'm Batman.
1: Welcome to episode 18 of EWI, the podcast where two unqualified idiots pass unfair judgment on movies, then find out if we were right or wrong. All right, I'm Alex. And I'm Arden. And this is episode 18 of Ewe. I Wanna Hate It. So this episode is being recorded on Christmas Eve, 2023. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so for new listeners, the format of the podcast, it's divided into two major sections. There's a pre-watch section where we present you with some basic info, reviews, watch a trailer, and then declare if we want to hate it. Next, we watch the subject off-air, take notes. And lastly, we do a post-watch section where we break it down, recapping what we just saw, so we can tell you if we hated it or not. And then we also do some fun segments after that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) all right, with that out of the way, let's jump right into the first segment, I Want to Hate It. So, Arden, let's run through some basic info and reviews. We'll watch a trailer and then judge a book by its cover. Sound good? Sounds good. And I don't think I need, I don't think I'm
2: judging a book by its cover when I'm hating anything from the DC Universe.
1: Good point, yes. So we do have some bias against the DC Universe for... Obvious reasons to anybody who's been paying attention to the DC movies. So, what is it? This episode subject is 2023's The Flash. It's rated PG-13 with a runtime of 2 hours and 24 minutes, and neither of us have seen this film. So this is our first viewing for both of us.
2: Yeah, and and to be fair, to go back on what we just said where, for good reason, everyone hates the DC Universe, but I feel like this movie got a lot of good buzz. I don't know if that's just me feeling that, but I feel like a lot of
1: people have been talking positively of this movie. The lead up to it was quite negative, and we'll get into that. But yeah, the actual review scores are actually not that terrible. Which is, you know, shocking to me because... Again,
2: maybe I'll be proven wrong, but DC can't direct or write a story out of a paper bag in general, not to mention the DC Cinematic Universe, which somehow
1: screws the pooch even more than the regular comics do. Okay, so Wikipedia says this is the 13th installment in the DCEU, DC Extended Universe, which is followed up by Blue Beetle. It was directed by Andy Buschietti, and the only thing I know that he directed is It movies, Stephen King's remakes. And it was written by a bunch of people, which is always a good sign, which is mainly Christina Hodgson, based on a story by Joby Harold and the writing team of John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. It stars Michael Keaton as Batman, as well as nuclear PR giga nightmare Ezra Miller, and also somebody named Sasha Collier, as Supergirl, and apparently Ron Livingston, who's the guy from Office Space. Nice. So, the IMDb plot summary Barry Allen uses his super speed to change the past, but his attempt to save his family creates a world without superheroes, forcing him to race for his life in order to save the future. Tagline. Oh, thank God. That's horrible. I hate it already. I know. It sounds. Well, it's also telling that the first solo of the Flash movie is also supposedly a reboot.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. How am I supposed to give a tinker's damn that he went into some different world that changed the story, the plot line when the DC Universe has done that without it being, quote unquote, in canon? <laughs> you know, we've had two different Batmans. We have a, a Joker on a different
1: world line without yeah, acknowledging- you're right. And that's in the DCEU. We have two different Jokers and two different Batmans. We
2: have three different Jokers.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. Suicide <laughs> Squad, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have three. Three separate timelines already. Tagline: World is Clyde. So this is also a multiverse movie. Um, how did it do at the box office? IMDb says the estimated budget is two hundred million dollars, with an opening weekend U.S. and Canada of only fifty-five million, a gross of one hundred and eight million in U.S. and Canada, and two hundred and seventy million worldwide. They usually say double for marketing, and the budget was two hundred million. Yeah. And it only made back two hundred seventy something million. It did not do well. Yes. So ratings. This is what you're saying with the buzz is actually decent. At the time of writing this, IMDb rating is 6.7 out of 10 with 190,000 reviews, 63% critics score, 83% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic is a 55. So it's actually not terrible reviews. Good. (laughs) Probably the last. I want to hate it
2: against the rest of culture and comic book nerds, which me and myself I am a comic book nerd, so it's kind of crazy that I want to shit on other people for liking this movie, but I really, from what I've seen of it, it seems like it has the problem that a lot of modern movies have nowadays when it comes to this geek pop culture stuff where it's just like, hey, look at all these references.
1: Does it make you feel cool that you know this stuff? Yeah. And... And to be fair, sometimes the fan service works on me, like Spider-Man Far From Home. That What's fan service about that? Well, spoiler warning for the viewers, but, but, um, but. some familiar Spider-Man actor faces show up. And okay. That was neat for me
2: that's cool within the story yes and also that's not pulling up something that's obscure everybody's seen those spider-man movies yeah this seems like something where it's gonna be like oh wow there's this like small thing on a desk and that's a reference from this comic book way back when yeah and like they they know me they care about the viewers like that kind of shit that is not integral to the story most people will watch it and like not see it you can't pull out here's the thing if you took out the fact that Andrew Garfield and um, Tobey Toby Maguire were in Spider-Man Far From Home, the movie would not fucking work. You're pulling right. out big chunks of the story. Yeah, yeah. Whereas we'll look at the callbacks and shit on this, but let's see if it, the story would function without it. Yeah, yeah. I'm really talking out of my ass right now, but that's kind of the purpose of this segment. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> that's the purpose of this podcast.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> so awards and nominations, well, the year's not done yet, so we can't really say, but uh... right now... Now, nominations for Best Superhero Film, Best Supporting Actor in a Film, Michael Keaton by the Saturn Awards. So now, before we go any further, I think some context is in order real quick. So according to Wikipedia, development of a film based on The Flash began in the late 1980s with multiple writers and directors attached to the project through 2014. The film was then redeveloped as part of the DCEU, the Snyderverse, with Miller cast as the title character. Multiple directors were attached to the film over the following years but dropped out with the writing duo of Daly and Goldstein departing over creative differences. Pre-production began in January 2020. The film was released in the United States on June 16th following multiple delays caused by director changes, COVID-19 pandemic, post-production setbacks and controversy surrounding Ezra Miller. The film received mixed reviews from critics and became one of the biggest box office bombs of all time with productions of a $200 million loss for Warner Bros.
2: I'm starting to think that Warner Brothers uses the DC Universe as gigantic (laughs) fucking tax write-offs. Yeah, Because this is consistent that they lose like 200 plus million dollars on these movies. So I'm sorry. I feel like you don't get to become a major decision maker in a company like Warner Brothers and you have your head this far up your ass. They must have this as like,
1: I don't know, a tax haven for meth money. There's something (laughs) going on. Well, the whole Batgirl situation where they made a full-on hundreds-of-million-dollar movie and never released it, that doesn't smell good. Right, but then again, what are they making money on?
2: Right, the comics? No. Right. Video games? Other other movies? Like, do other movies get released nowadays? I feel like everything's a fucking Disney or Disney show or...
1: I mean, some of their movies... Star
2: Wars or Marvel. Like, you yeah. don't, you don't have, like, a weird movie come out that isn't one of those three things it makes a lot of money anymore and i don't think
1: maybe they make money on some movies and then lose money on specific movies that they want to lose money on Mm,
2: when they talk about how much money this shit makes are they talking about all the licensing stuff well like toys and things like that stuff
1: like you know justice league and batman v superman no matter how bad they are they still made plenty of money that's true yeah interesting but something's fishy Could they really be that incompetent? No, there's no way. I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what were those Ezra Miller controversies, you ask? Well, 2011, disorderly conduct. Just for some marijuana charges. No big deal, right? 2020, the choking incident. He choked a woman. Wow. 2022, the Hawaii incidents. Threats, assault, etc. So at this point, he's already a a PR disaster, right? Because this is happening during the filming. And the news is widely reporting that he's like choking women and throwing chairs at
2: people. Right. And like, let's look at what just allegations did to the Rick and Morty, like Justin Rowland. Yeah. Those charges got fucking dropped.
1: Dropped. but
2: he was still like king from his own show.
1: Yeah. Any uncertainty like that can really ruin a reputation of a franchise. Right. And these are not just allegations. Um, Yeah, he pled guilty to most of them, didn't he? Yeah, at least some of them. And plus, if stuff stacks up like that, like a lot, it's like. Maybe there's some truth to it. Probably. Um, at this point, he's already PR disaster, but at least it's mostly just raucous behavior. You know, he's a young guy, just a bit of violence and being rowdy when you're at a party. Sure. Choking
2: women. That's what I do when I'm just feeling a little a little jazzed. Yeah, just a little jazz. You can <laughs> strangle
1: some. But in June 2022... He had a relationship with an underage Native American girl from a reservation named Dakota Iron Eyes and alleged claims of being the messiah.
2: So was he charged with rape for that?
1: Uh, Well, his parents did and she went missing. Uh, Well, I mean, if she was underage, that's statutory rape. Yes. And so this is the Standing Rock Sioux tribal court issued a temporary order of protection against Miller on behalf of Dakota Iron Eyes. Um, Let's just say that he kind of groomed this girl since she was like pretty young and then took her on the set of the crimes of Grindelwald in 2017 and was accused of salt yet again. In his defense, he said that their relationship is criticized because she is a Native American spider goddess and Miller is Jesus Christ's who will bring about the indigenous revolution. Who did he say that to? Are there videos of him saying this? <laughs> I There's some stuff of him like on social media saying this, probably on video, on TikTok or something. Oh my God. <laughs> he, <laughs> he has a mental illness. Yeah. He, by the way, doesn't have indigenous ancestry. Of course not. But wait, there's more. So in June 16, 2022, more harassment allegations against the mother and her daughter. Uh, that's cool. 2022, August 6th, Vermont farm incidents, basically endangerment of children and evading a court order. And August 7th, uh, a burglary charge. Perfect. And he did plead guilty. So, right. So what is the future of Ezra Miller regarding DC movies? So this is from January 2023, uh, where DC Studio co-CEOs James Gunn and Peter Safran said that there is potential for Miller to reprise their role in the new franchise, the DC Universe, DCU. <laughs> so, yeah, it's official. He's rebooting the DCEU, the Snyderverse, into the Gunverse. Oh, my God. Which c- it can't go anywhere but up.
2: Uh, maybe. I mean... DC let's not forget DC stands for detective comics for some reason some of their properties are probably not meant for James Gunn to direct James Gunn for example probably
1: should stay clear of Batman well let's just say Snyder and James Gunn one of those two has directed a good movie about superheroes ish Guardians
2: yes I'm sorry I kind of like the Watchmen I kind of like the Watchmen too (laughs) But that's a direct adaptation, like but, page for page. And, and The Watchmen is something that Snyder should direct. It's right. the one thing. It's the one Everything thing. Everything else Something's he should very steer clear
1: of fucking movies. Yeah. Snyder is good at visuals. And I guess you could say he's good at dark stuff. Darker, right. darker big budget stuff, like 300. And, and Watchmen's definitely a dark take on superheroes. Right. That That's like the only thing he's good at. Yeah. He tried to do a dark version of Super... Well, this is not
2: a review of Superman. Man, I'm sorry Manistia. I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> I just hate him so much and I just recently saw this thing called Rebel Moon is out and just yeah. seeing the trailers of it I and it's already, already they're it. calling
1: for the Snyder cut okay but this is Zack Snyder in the Justice League. They were calling for Snyder Cut because Snyder got kicked off Justice League and some other director took over, Joss Whedon, I think. Yeah. And that's why they're like, release the Snyder Cut. But Rebel Moon is directed from Snyder from beginning to end and then they released it on Netflix. Yeah. They're just asking for someone else to edit it. <laughs> <laughs> they're asking. I think what Snyder has learned from the Justice League situation is the wrong lesson that you can make up for any bad reviews by just saying, this is wasn't my creative vision. Studio heads got involved. And then you can always justify a bad thing by saying this wasn't my original director's cut vision. Jesus fucking Christ. I can't (laughs) anymore. I just can't. That's all I know about Rebel Moon, though. I haven't seen it. I thought it was
2: a Star Wars thing until I found out it wasn't.
1: It's supposed to be like, it's my Star Wars with hookers and blackjack. It's supposed to be a sexy adult Star Wars. A Zack Snyder Star Wars, if you will. Oh, so it's a Jesus allegory? Yes, Jesus allegory, <laughs> dark, grim, probably speed ramping. Oh, my God. Probably desaturated color palette. Of co- I know it has that. <laughs> Ugh, all right. Yes. But any who... So Ezra
2: Miller is a mess, and he's coming to the DCU, maybe.
1: Uh, Well, this is what they said, so... James Gunn, Peter Safran, said there was potential for Miller to reprise the role in the new franchise, in the DCU, but the decision on the character has not been made yet. This was in January of this year. Gunn confirmed that The Flash would reset the continuity of the DCEU, and alongside Aquaman and The Lost Kingdom, would lead the DCU's first film, Superman Legacy, 2025. So Andy Muschietti, the director of The Flash, said in May 2023 that if he and Barbara Muschietti were involved in a sequel, they'd have Miller return, believing that there was not another actor who could portray this iteration of the character the same as Miller did. That's kind of saying nothing, right? It's like saying that Michael Keaton's version of Batman could not be played by anybody by Michael Keaton. Because, yes... That was Michael Keaton playing Batman. Therefore, nobody could play Michael Keaton's Batman better than Michael Keaton could. To
2: be fair and also hot take, I think he's one of the worst Batmans.
1: He is because he's a killer. He just straight up like blows a guy up with grenades and he's just an insane man. Yeah. And also, let's not forget what made Michael Keaton's
2: Batman is fucking Tim Burton. Like not what Michael Keaton brought to the role. Again, I think this is an example of like someone in the one of the bigwigs from the D.C. EU saw Spider-Man Homecoming. And they're like, oh, bringing back someone who did the role previously was yeah. super hot. Let's bring back Michael Keaton without without knowing exactly why it was cool in Spider-Man. It's yeah. like a fucking A.I. made this
1: script. <laughs> I kid you not. Well, it's probably following a, quite a few trends and stuff and fan service. They're saying nobody else could play Ezra Miller's The Flash. Well, duh. Because it's Ezra Miller playing
2: The Flash. And from what little of Ezra Miller's The Flash I have seen,
1: are we sad about that? Yeah, I know. I guess they're just—it's political speak. They're speaking without saying anything,
2: right? You know. But why don't they just dump them? They're willing to dump their entire cinematic universe. I know. Why do they not dump this PR nightmare? And
1: from what it sounds like <laughs> to me, is the CEOs and the director and stuff are not solidly confirming that they're getting rid of him or anything because they're waiting on the paperwork. All I have to say
2: contracts. is Epstein didn't kill himself, <laughs> oh. and this is related.
1: It has to be. It has to be. It's. So connect this red strings on the board. (laughs) Anyhow, in June, it was reported that the sequel could happen if the film managed to come close to the box office revenue of The Batman 2022. It didn't. Remember, this is one of the biggest box office bombs of all time. And The Batman made over half a billion dollars on pretty much the same budget as The Flash. However, October 2023... Variety reported that no actors cast in DCEU films directed oh. by Zack Snyder would be reprising their roles in the DCEU. Including Alex, Miller.
2: This just hit me when you read about the Batman. We don't have three Jokers, we have
1: four Jokers already. I
2: miscounted.
1: There's Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. There is Jared Lito. Ugh. There's Heath Ledger. Heath, But the Nolan. Obviously I don't think couldn't. Nolan counts as the DCEU. But fucking Tim Burton's does. Let's not forget. Tim the, Burton's definitely doesn't the Batman,
2: but I think the, the Batman point. has Joker in it. Oh yeah, you're right. The Batman in a deleted scene. He like no, not even a deleted scene. He just fucking goes and visits him, Hannibal Lecter style.
1: So they're going forward with the Batman 2. I think the Batman, Christopher Nolan's Batman, and Tim Burton vs. Batman, none of those are part of the DCEU. The only Batman that was officially part of the DCEU was Batfleck because that was a Zack Snyder Batman, and he was in multiple DCEU movies. But the reason Keaton Batman is in this one, even though he's not part of this universe, is because they're doing a multiverse reset, which means any iteration could show up that they could... Get their hands on. They swap the Batman's actor like he's a
2: fungible commodity. Yet they feel attached to Ezra Miller. Flash. Attached to Ezra exactly. the Flash.
1: That's my point exactly. <laughs> like nobody could play this version of the Flash. Well, what about uh Keaton, Kilmer, Kilmer, Kilmer Clooney,
2: Clooney? They're like who who can play <laughs> who can play Batman? I don't know. Like anybody, the guy who played Edward Cullen is free. Yeah, you want him? <laughs> You want the spindly, pale, glittery vampire guy? Yeah, fuck it. Well, he would be great. Let's
1: do it. One of my favorite Batmans is glittery Twilight Batman.
2: I'm aware of this, but you like him as Batman for the same reason you like certain genres of music. You like him (laughs) because he's awful. And you think it's hilarious.
1: I like him because he's unhinged in Evo, which is hilarious. (laughs) Which is hilarious because how (laughs)
2: awful it is. Batman shouldn't be
1: cutting his wrists in the corner. One of my favorite movies is The Room. (laughs) I have no taste. All right, so a quick review. Anti-taste, it's different. I do. I have (laughs) anti-taste. It's a mark of culture and intelligence. All right, critic reviews. Joshua Yehl of IGN gave the film a 7 out of 10, stating, The Flash is an ambitious superhero movie that largely pulls off its tale of two worlds. Two Flashes, two Batmans. The superhero fan service is strong with this one. Perhaps too strong at times. Oh my god, no. (laughs) Though the visual effects aren't always the best and the third act is a bit overwhelming. Strong performances. no.
2: (laughs) Sounds great. This fucking fanboy is saying
1: this. But there's problems. And a refreshing earnestness keeps The Flash on track and running circles around many of the recent DC Universe movies. If this is truly the last stop on the Snyderverse Express, then it's a respectful way to go out. That's a positive review-ish. But RogerEver.com, truly taking no strong stance either way, Matt Zoller's sights gave the film two and a half out of four stars, citing one of the most spectacular and frustrating mixed bags of the superhero blockbuster era. The Flash is simultaneously thoughtful and clueless, challenging and pandering. It features some of the best digital effects work I've seen and some of the worst. Goddamn. And to finish that off, some audience reviews from IMDb. Zoller um, says, uh, perfect execution of The Flash's most important story, eight out of ten. Draw Life says overhyped, but a good film with horrible CGI, 7 out of 10. Sad Otter says, I actually enjoyed this, 7 out of 10. Pitt Taylor says, it just can't outrun the collapse of the DCEU, 5 out of 10. Slightly Mad says, Keaton steals the show, 7 out of 10. Russ Hogg says, should have been a third Keaton Batman movie, 6 out of 10. Cooner says, Michael Keaton saves this fan service mess, 6 out of 10. Movie Man Mo says, Batman was the best part of this movie, 5 out of 10. And TKNM Zombie says, only watch for Michael Keaton, 1 out of 10. Perfect. Some patterns here. Yeah, I can definitely see that pattern. But we won't let these reviews taint our perception of the film, and we'll give it our fair shake, Arden! No, that's not <laughs> what this is about. Sorry. Hold on until we watch this trailer to see what your perception is of it's the movie. It's a 50 second trailer. It's a 50 second teaser. I figured we don't want to spoil anything. This is a big game TV spot, probably in the Super Bowl. All right, let's do it. This is dumb as hell.
0: <laughs> What's happening?
1: Supergirl, Spaceship. Changed you changed the future. Two Ezra Millers. Batman? Oh. Oh. Zod. You're. You are, you're. Yeah. I'm Batman. Oh, he's Batman! Batman scene. Batmobile.
2: Wow, so they literally called back and made Batman's line where he's talking to himself in the mirror Keaton's about how iconic. he's going to give up his identity as the Batman on his laid. first date with Michelle <laughs> Pfeiffer. No. No. It's Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale, yeah. And he he can't
1: muster up the nerve to do it. The thing is even though he's a billionaire uh playboy, he needs a trump card to get laid. So he's going to reveal that he's Batman.
2: I'm Batman. And, and they turned that line into a badass line in this trailer. It Again, is... to show how they fucking <laughs> miss the mark on these stupid movies.
1: I think more importantly, about 80% of this trailer was Batman. <laughs>
2: yeah because i obviously like someone and there was like the only way we do this
1: is we get people to go like oh folk they got michael keaton as batman that's so cool not gonna lie that's my most excited thing about this movie too from a different standpoint because honestly (laughs) why the fuck else watch it yeah who cares about the flash i
2: Without getting on a big diatribe, the Flash is the dumbest superhero on the planet. They basically
1: made him a god. He's a jobber. He's the ultimate jobber of DC. I don't know what you mean by that. Jobber basically meaning um, somebody stronger puts up worse of a fight than they should. It's kind of like the Worf effect, how Worf in Star Trek is always made up to be like this big badass warrior guy. But then he always serves the role of the guy who gets beat up to show just how strong this bad guy is. So if you can beat up Worf, that means you're you're stronger and tougher than a Klingon warrior. And that's what I think the Flash serves in the DCU. Because like you said, he should be a god. Like time should be frozen... He is a god. Yeah. In the, in he can rewind time. He rewinds by running. time and
2: shit all the time. And he does it like to weird effect. He's basically like from the Superman movie where Superman like spins around the earth and yeah. brings Lewis Lane back. He's he brings like, up powers as he needs them, kind of. Yeah, he's that superhero, but because he doesn't have a good real, rule set, because originally he just he's ran okay. fast yeah. until people realize who gives a shit about a guy who runs fast. That's one segment of Superman's powers. Yeah. Then they gave him this weird time thing that doesn't have a good rule set. I challenge anybody who is into the comic books or into the Flash as a character to explain to me the rule set of the flash
1: well it's just pure writing problems because how do you write a character who time is effectively paused for which means that you have infinite time to solve any problem so they're like what would be a problem if i ran fast what would screw me up if i was running i know ice so one of his main villains has an ice ray yeah even though like you should have such quick reflexes that you should see any obstacle in your path coming that he wouldn't have time to pull the trigger before you got right. to him, or he moves so fast at this point, like he can jump off a of debris in the air and shit. Like, yeah, you
2: run on walls, yeah, with that much momentum, he can vibrate he can probably... through walls. I forgot about that. See, that's <laughs> dumb shit right there. That is stupid as hell. I, I can't. That's in this movie, isn't it? I don't know, Uh, but... I bet you that shit's in this movie. Just speaking on
1: The Flash as a character. I bet you it is.
2: If it's dumb, it's in this movie. Okay. He's already in this movie. Someone someone in the DC universe has a big heart on for The Flash.
1: Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So with the pre-watch and the trailer and the reviews and all the context out of the way for this big lunkin' mess of an end of a franchise of a cinematic universe... What is our view on it going well, I want to love it. it. You want to love it? <laughs> no. Not what I
2: expected. I, I want to hate it. I know I will hate it. I, part of me hopes that it's so schlocky that I love it, but yeah. somehow these DC Universe movies even fail to do that right, and it's not even fun from a schlock perspective. It's just boring a mess it's has such so much shit going on it's tiring to my senses and this is going to be real hell thanks for inviting me to this
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i agree i want to hate it but, but for shad and fraud i want to see the snyderverse come crumbling down on its pillars of angst and character misrepresentation i mean it's not going
2: it. to it has it's it's a group of hardcore fans that love it, and they're going to love it no matter what. Well, I know, but I'm talking it's about... It's become like a cult... As a movie. The entirety of the Snyderverse, if we still had, like, blockbuster videos, the entirety of the Snyderverse would be under the segment called Cult Classics. Oh. Like, that, that's what these are. There are people who love them and love them to a fault, and that will never change. Yeah. And then regular people who are just moviegoers will think they're mid at best and despise them at worst.
1: Well, as you said, mid at best, what is your star rating out of five stars? It's fucking one. All right. I'll say mine is three, and out of 100, what do you give it? I give it 100 stubbed toes. <laughs> 100 catastrophic (laughs) trips.
2: (laughs) 100 running at crazy speed only to bang your shins into a coffee
1: table. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll give it 80 Batman taking over the movies out of 100. Perfect. All right. And so with that, that's our pre-watch section out of the way. We're going to watch this disaster and tell you what we think. Let's do it. Let's run the tape.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Perfect.
1: And we're back. We just finished watching The Flash 2023 on a TV. And now it's...
2: <laughs> <laughs> the viewers need to know that.
1: <laughs> wow. Now it's time to give our post-watch analyses in our next segment, The b breakdown I watched
2: mine on a mobile phone. Now, if you're playing the movie on a telephone... You will never in a trillion years experience the film. It's such a sadness that you think you've seen a film on your fucking telephone. Get real.
1: Yeah, we watched them separately in the same room. (laughs) See how our opinions differ. So we watched it, so you don't have to. So you know... You shouldn't. (laughs) We're... Not going to give our judgments yet. We will wait until the (laughs) post breakdown. (laughs) Just wanted to say spoiler warning from here on out. All right. Spoilers. I didn't like it. Didn't like it that it wasn't long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Left you wanting more, huh? Without further ado, Arden, shall we begin the Bubba breakdown? Yes. All right. So right up front, I want to say that Arden made me aware of a fatal flaw that I have as a critic. And it's that I like stupid.
2: Yeah, but it's it's different. It's not like you like stupid things in a I like schlock sort of way. You genuinely have a taste for the anti-taste.
1: I have anti-taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The stupider something is, the more likely I am to like it in spite of itself. But it has to be like this charming, earnest kind of stupid, like the room so bad it's good kind of stupid. It can't be trying to be stupid and it can't be irritating stupid. Like, why would this character do that? Why know? would Why does the Flash do anything? <laughs> I don't know. But we'll find out if it's the kind of stupid I like or not. All right. So right off the bat, first thing we see is a uh, bad CGI clock.
2: Yeah. So like, not just the clock, but there's a lot of use of CGI in this movie. To the point where you think that maybe they weren't able to get the actor. <laughs> like, they have a lot of CGI of Ben Affleck's Batman, and I thought... I guess they couldn't get Ben Affleck because they're doing a CGI of him and he's just on a bike. Yeah. But you could easily just film Ben Affleck on a bike or somebody with the chin of Ben Affleck in a bat suit on a bike. So why are they CGIing it? Because it looks horrible. And quite frankly, it's just because, I I don't know, they suck. (laughs) I just... (laughs) Didn't know if Ben Affleck was in this movie at first. But you see scenes and he's clearly in the movie. So why... Yeah, and and there's there's a lot of examples of bad CGI, so it gets panned this movie, I think, a little bit for not having good CGI, and and they're right, like there are decisions where they CGI stuff, and my brain is like, it looks bad, and why would you do that? Like Barry's clock, for example, why do you CGI someone's a clock? It's a clock. Why would you CGI that? You could just put
1: a camera close to a clock. Yeah. I feel like they're addicted, Hollywood. At this point, they have to use CGI or they feel like they're doing the process incorrectly. It's like how in movies now, everybody knows that silencers just don't sound like... But you just kind of have to do it now because audiences are so primed to expect it and it sounds weird. They think it's a mistake if you just hear a regular loud gunshot from a silencer.
2: Well, also like a silencer, a silencer sounds like that because it plays an important part in the story where you need someone who's killing someone with a gun and it makes sense that no one hears it in the next room. Yeah. Even though that's not a realistic thing. Yeah. It's still... Makes sense. You're not even doing it just because like an audience is primed to hear it. You're like, how the fuck do I get this guy to kill someone with a gun for whatever reason? I don't want him to do it with a knife. I don't want him to do it with his hands. It needs to be a gun because it's cooler or whatnot. So we have this magical thing that makes the gun quiet. It's the same There's no a reason to CGI a fucking clock. It's it's not even a digital clock. They're CGIing an analog <laughs> clock that you could go to like the home goods store and buy for ten
1: dollars. They had to make a loss. They had to take a bath on this movie. It,
2: that's the thing. <laughs> like, these DC movies are all tax
1: write-offs. They're like, okay, we could buy the
2: clock for $10, or we could spend approximately $30,000 to CGI that clock. I think the answer is clear. Take a bath. <laughs> you dirty motherfucker!
1: Take a bath.
0: <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa.
1: All right, so Barry Allen, we start off. Barry Allen is The Flash. He's Ezra Miller, and he's OCD, and he's trying to get a sandwich at a diner deli thing. And the diner guy's a jerk, and he's like, you can't expect me to rush a good sandwich because there's this thing with The Flash where he's always late and he's always in a rush. Um, And he's always hungry. Yeah. And this, I am this so...
2: Spoilers for anyone who watches this podcast and seems to care about a thing like this, but I have not seen any of the previous DC properties with Flash in it. So maybe he does
1: this all the time. I don't know. It is a thing. The Flash as a character, it's a joke because he's always late. Because he's always like saving the city. Well, I'm more talking about this
2: the sandwich thing and how he needs a stupid watch to tell him that he's hungry.
1: Oh, Arden made a good point about this sandwich situation. Is it seems like he's a regular here. Yeah. But
2: the sandwich because, shop is slow. Right. He's a regular here because he has a crush on the the server with curly hair. Oh. He keeps asking I see. for her. So he obviously knows that this place is slow because he goes there and The other server makes a point of saying, like, you you don't get sandwiches fast here or something like that. At least that's the tenor.
0: Yeah, yeah. like, why
2: you want this sandwich so fast, man? Like, sit down. It's like, this is Panera Bread, not Subway. Yeah, and this is a rest. And we're not talking, like, Barry Allen needs his sandwich in three minutes and they're making it in two. He saves the city. Yeah. And comes back in time for the sandwich to be gone. Now, I know Flash can do things that are fast, but he's saving the city in relation to, like, Batman's time frame, so we know he's not just doing it super
1: quick. Yeah, yeah.
2: This was like a 30 minute to at least one hour adventure, maybe, and
1: he comes back just in time for a sandwich to be made. Yeah, so like you said, uh he's at this diner and he gets a phone call from Alfred. Why didn't he just steal the sandwich? He does steal plenty of food in this movie. Yeah,
2: I just thought of that. Why does he just steal the fucking sandwich? Making himself behind the counter. You're right. And then, like, leave money. <laughs> I guess, this, the like you said, he, he's trying to
1: be there for the girl, I suppose.
2: Yeah, but he finds out she's not there. And then he just needs a sandwich so he can be full, have his tum-tum full so he can sa- save Batman. Well, then it's a joke. It's for comedy. But wait, 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 wait. do better. <laughs> like, I don't feel like I'm being nitpicky, right? Be like, better. I'm able to accept a lot of things that don't really make sense if you dive deep into them. But... Wait, 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 wait. From a story aspect is just like a viewer who doesn't really give a shit about the DC universe. I'm just like watching a movie and watching a story. That scene played weird. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. It, it's like a it's made up drama. And if I don't believe the drama, then I'm not in it. I'm not this whole time thinking like. Who's Flash going to get food? He's going to have a rumbly in his tumbly and not be able to run fast because he can just get fucking, he can just fucking steal food, which by the way, he does. So that whole ambling scene with the diner, just, it it was irritating. Yeah. Because it was needlessly, funny enough, in a movie about the Flash, slowing down the pace of the movie.
1: Yeah. Big character trait of this Barry Allen, which I'm going to call Snyderverse Barry Allen. Snyder Barry is awkward as all heck. (laughs) With people, social skills, OCD. Is he like that in the other movies? He's like it in Justice League, which is, I think, the only other movie that Ezra Miller is the Flash in. Didn't he have his own movie? No, this is his own movie. This is his first... It's DC
2: Universe. Is the so fucking end dumb. of the DCEU. I can't even keep track of it. <laughs> the I thought he already
1: had a Flash movie and this was a sequel Flash movie. Nope. The DCEU doesn't end in an Avengers-style Ultimate Endgame movie. It ends on another... The first solo movie of one character who's already been introduced. Oh, and by the way, speaking of like
2: them doing a multiverse story, if they're trying to one for one and they are trying to one for one ape things like Spider-Man Homecoming and Into the Spider-Verse, why did they get another Ezra Miller to be the second Flash? There's, they really there's sh- two other Flashes already in, like, two different versions of the stupid WB show. Why yeah, didn't never they grab s- one of them? I've never seen the Arrowverse Flash, but I know that fans love him. And, yeah, there's an Arrowverse yeah. Flash and there's a Flash TV show Flash. You could have picked one of them to be your Barry two, Allen. Wait, there's two
1: TV Flash? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> then you sure <should've> did that. <laughs> but they're not movie stars like Ezra Miller. Who is a bad movie star. Yeah. But anyhow, he charges up to run. And this run CGI is pretty incredible. Oh, it's so bad. So what happens is, like, he charges up to run, and then once he hits full speed, speed force speed, he's like his legs are moving slow, but the background is moving at blurry speeds. He's mo- he's moving extra slow. It's not like they took him running as fast as he could, <laughs> right. which doesn't
2: look like he's running as fast as he's actually moving. Yeah. They have him running as if you were trying to slow motion run.
1: Yeah, he's slow-mo running, but the background is fast motion running. And
2: and I don't mean like you're running and it's brought to slow motion. Like you in the physical world are trying to run in slow motion. So you're taking big, goofy steps.
1: Yeah. You're moving your arms all weird because you're
2: trying to mimic what the body looks like when it's running. It looks stupid. I love it. (laughs)
1: This is my first favorite thing in this movie, is the slow run fast speed. Yeah. So he's going to Gotham. That's where he's headed to. And we see a guy who's supposed to be Batfleck, but it's a CGI Batman, it looks like, with the Batfleck chin on a really dumb looking Batman costume. He's on the Dark Knight uh, motorcycle. Mm -hmm. The Flash is put in charge of saving a hospital instead of, like you said, the chase scene. You know, because yeah, because nobody could outrun the Flash, but instead, Bruce Wayne is chasing the baddies on his bat cycle. He's like crashing into other cars and shit, and yeah, blowing up. It's causing a lot of collateral damage. And this bat cycle's if, got a lot of gadgets
2: for being a motorcycle, right? If military genius or tactical genius Batman should have just been like, Yo, Flash, I'm glad you're here, go catch up to that car and pull the
1: guy out of it. You and the, then while you're at it, save the hospital, save the hospital. That's what he's put in charge of. <laughs> He even says, "I'm the custodian of the Super Friends," and so he's saving a hospital in slow mo. I don't remember exactly why, but the hospital is like falling, and babies and nurses and dogs are because falling of out the, the collateral windows.
2: damage Batman has <laughs> caused for chasing this guy throughout the city. Which, by the way, I forget. It's Black Mask. He's chasing
1: Black Mask. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even catch that.
2: Yeah, he's not. He says it in a single line, as, yeah. as if people are supposed to know or care. It's not important to the story, but. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's doing like if cops are chasing somebody in a populated area, they'll call off the chase because it's dangerous to yeah, civilians. And, it's no longer uh, and unless this person they're chasing is like the fucking Kal- Zodiac killer,
1: yeah, unless th- they're an active shooter or something,
2: right? It's not <laughs> worth the risk, yeah. So, the reason this hospital is falling apart is because Batman thought this was worth the risk. He's not chasing dark side, he's chasing fucking organized crime boss, black mask, yeah, you know where he lives. Fucking get him later. He's got but him before. He'll get him again. Instead, he
1: destroys a hospital. Yeah. This is Snyder Batman. And this is Batfleck Batman who tried to kill Superman before for, for all the collateral damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyhow, Barry Allen Flash gets tired and hangry while he's saving people in slow-mo. So he steals food. Yeah. <laughs> I think he should have done at the beginning. We find out his suit tells him when he's hungry. So he's in the middle of about to save a baby, and I thought this is a pretty good gag. He goes past the baby to get to some food snacks.
0: <laughs>
2: the, the whole baby gag was great. I think a lot of people probably shit on it because the babies look horribly CGI. But yeah, whatever. The gag is hilarious. I love how they have. He looks before he gets the burrito. I don't know if you saw because you're taking notes, mm-hmm. but he looks at each baby and there's like a baby with like scalpels coming right towards it. Oh,
1: shit. There's yeah. another
2: baby. They're with all like, in
1: mortal
0: danger. They're
2: all in mortal danger. There's yeah. a baby that's like cooing as it's falling and like there's acid actively out of a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, splashing towards it. For some it. reason, Hydroform. Yeah, yeah, one's about to get crushed Corp. between two bricks. <laughs> like, there's there's every single baby is, like, in mortal danger. It's not going to die from splatting on the ground. It's going to die midair. Yeah, and then splat on the ground. And then splat on the ground. But he
1: passes the babies to get snacks. <laughs> it's good. Um, CGI Batfleck with his ugly suit is then saved by Gal Gadot. She lasso of Truths his arm to save him from falling off a bridge. And I thought this is also a pretty good gag because she makes Batfleck say some truth. Like his ego is too big. Yeah. And and she's not even it's funny
2: because she's not even eliciting out of it. No, it's out just, of him necessarily. She, she sh-
1: happened to save him with the lasso and he just, you know, volunteers information.
2: Yeah, he's just like, well, my ego's too big to ever admit that you helped.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, then and then Barry then, Allen tries to untie it. Yeah,
2: Barry Allen tries to untie it and he says something that's hilarious. He's like, well, I mean, like, I know of sex,
1: I just haven't had it yet. Yeah. <laughs> and Gal Gadot's like, haha, see you, boys. My planet needs me and she flies away. <laughs> the planet's Earth. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't have a firm grasp on English.
0: <laughs>
1: um, Flash finally gets his sandwich because he flies, he runs all the way back to his sandwich shop, which all that stuff we just mentioned with Batfleck, Gal Gadot, who's Wonder Woman, and the hospital saving, mm-hmm. that was all while he was getting his sandwich made. We find out that neither the Justice League nor Bruce keep him on retainer because he works at a job he hates. Well, well, th- that's the thing. He doesn't hate it. Oh, I thought he did.
2: No, he, he again, irreplaceable actor Ezra Miller. <laughs> so he plays that part, that scene, like he hates it. Like he he's late for his job. People uh-huh. yell at him. He, do, he doesn't act like he has a lot of passion in it. Mm-hmm. But you find out later that the reason he, he, so it's not clear in this movie, apparently Flash's first movie. I, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was clear because
1: well, since you I thought that was seen, because of
2: the sequel. Since you haven't seen Justice League. I doubt they went into his backstory from the Justice
1: League. No, what it is, is it's the most ham-fisted thing. If you ever thought that Marvel, like Iron Man 2 and stuff was ham-fisted in its uh, cinematic universe stuff. I never thought. I think Marvel does it exceptionally most of the time. Yeah, they do it pretty well. And especially it, compared to Justice League. I, which, don't
2: th- I, want, I don't want that to be confused for I like the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. I think it's overdone or anything, so I'm not being a fanboy when I say that, but I do think one thing Marvel has done well
1: is it has planned all that stuff. So it never yeah. seems ham fisted. Well, Justice League is the exact opposite. It pauses the movie, it grinds the movie to a halt to just do a brief introduction on Lex Luthor's files because Batman hacks into his files. And I thought
2: that was Batman versus Superman.
1: Oh, maybe that is. That is
2: Batman versus Superman because I have seen that because Lex Luthor has a file <laughs> with symbols that he <laughs> with, made. We, yeah, with. What's hilarious about it is it has the Flash's fucking symbol on it. So when the and Wonder Woman and Batman, yeah. And Cyborg. Batman makes sense because Batman probably existed pre-Lex Luthor.
1: And people have seen the Bat Symbols,
2: but too, but. but for Wonder Woman and The Flash, those symbols existed before him. They're secrets. Those which are means, secret people. Which we Bruce, they were like, we need a superhero costume, and Bruce is fucking like, yeah, well, this was good enough. Like <laughs> Lex has got a rad marketing team. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like those he are has, good
1: logos. He has secret graphic yeah. artists on retainer. <laughs> yeah. For his secret files. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, that's that's basically how the Flash is introduced, just as a side character. And in Justice League, it's the same. Well,
2: then they mention this in only a line. Then the reason he became a crime scene investigator is because he was not a crime. He's like a CSI guy in okay. his job that he supposedly hates. Oh, okay. The reason he got that job in criminal forensics is because his dad was wrongfully convicted of murdering his
1: mom. His dad, by the way, is the guy from Office Space. It's nice to see him getting work. It is nice to see him getting work.
2: But he wrongfully kills, wrongfully gets convicted for killing Barry Allen's mom. Yeah. So Barry Allen then does this job because it's his life passion to make sure criminal investigations are done right and not wrong. Eh. So pretty fucking dumb that this like life's work that you get from the death of your parent and then the wrongful conviction of your other parent for killing that parent
1: yeah he acts like he fucking hates this job and that's what I thought okay well, I
2: thought that too when I saw it the only reason I'm thinking about it now is you're bringing it up now and I'm like oh no he doesn't hate that job that job is like his life's passion
1: yeah the first thing we see is him apparently hating his job they don't describe what his job is no one's like Barry
2: you really busted that that case yeah they don't they don't, they don't explain his job through a line so you don't if you've never seen the flash which excuse me for thinking people who are watching the first flash movie might not be super familiar with the character <laughs> you wouldn't know yeah <laughs> but this movie is strictly for people who have big boners for dc and the flash
1: there is some fan service i would There's say you don't need a fan service you don't need to see the other movies you also just don't need to see them period anyway but you don't need to see them to understand this Still doesn't make sense that Bruce Wayne doesn't, like, help his buddy out with money or something, though.
2: I 100% agree with you. <laughs> like, sure, Barry Allen probably loves this job, but now that he's the Flash, he probably has a better way of doing what he wanted
1: to do. Well, heroes kind of, you would expect, they want to save the world. That's, like, their main passion. And so they feel like they're not doing the world good if they're not constantly saving lives.
2: Yeah, so Bruce Wayne should honestly just pay the Flash <laughs> not even a lot of money. Like, just give him $100,000 a year. That's Nothing. more than he's Making by a lot probably. Yeah,
1: and then for a man who can single-handedly save a city, yeah, and then just be like, sit on your ass, wait for me to call you. Yeah, or just go save people, and I'll just pay you to do that.
2: Yeah, he can pay him on a contract basis. Yeah, I'll pay you a hundred dollars for each life you save,
1: and it's return on investment because every time he screws up the city, he gets to call the Flash and just clean up his mess. Yeah. But Mary meets a guy, not a guy, his love interest, who, spoiler warning, doesn't play much of a role. But she's a journalist, apparently. And I think she's... What's she doing in this movie? He's got a love interest who doesn't play a role in the movie. She She's doing an interview because the
2: whole thing is his dad's up on appeal.
1: That's what I thought. Because
2: there's this new videotape that Bruce Wayne was able to... It was like super staticky, so you couldn't see anything. And Bruce Wayne mm. was somehow able to enhance the footage. Can you enhance
1: it? Can you enhance it? Can we enhance this? Can you enhance it? Hold on a second, I'll
2: enhance Yeah, so you can actually see that the dad was not, he was not at home in time to kill his mom because instead he was at a grocery store buying tomatoes. But But. unfortunately, even with the footage enhanced, the dad never looks up, so you can never prove it was actually the dad. Um, And she's trying to interview somebody about that? She wants to interview... Barry, the guy's son. Yeah, yeah. So she wants to interview him, and there's a little bit of drama there because she says, "Like, you really believe?" No. What does she say? Do you believe your dad is innocent and you know Barry takes the offense that he's like believe like believe what is it a yeah. fact
1: it's just a fact that he, he is innocent. he is
2: innocent like I saw it with my fucking eyes yeah makes sense he he was in the dr- which not to get super into but even the video doesn't make sense because you eventually see what Barry saw the night of his mom's murder and Barry sees his dad in the driveway right as mom gets murdered into the kitchen. So yeah. Barry has visual eye contact of dad right at the moment where mom's getting
1: murdered. Yeah, Barry is an eyewitness. He was there when he was eyewitness. murdered. He's the only eyewitness. Yeah. And so he knows for a fact his dad didn't do it.
2: It also doesn't make sense that the dad got convicted when he was the only eyewitness. He's not like five. Yeah. He's like, he's doing complex math. So he's like. 12, he's a genius. He's 12 or 13. Maybe. He's not at an he age. He might be a boy genius, a Sheldon, boy Sheldon. I mean, the, the actor they got to play him looked pretty old, too. Yeah. I mean, he's not like, he's not in, high- he'd maybe be like middle to late middle school.
1: The actor who was playing him was Ezra Miller with the little spinny cap. Excellent. <laughs> but. Yeah, his dad's on a- appeal for killing his mom. He doesn't want to believe it. That's basically his character motivation. This situation with his dad being accused of killing his mom and his mom being killed. Yeah. Um, his dad is the office space guy, but I'm just waiting for a cameo, like for a red stapler or oh, something. Oh, from the red stapler guy. I'm sorry. That's the only thing I've seen him in. You lost my
2: record to stay yeah he's in something else that's actually pretty good yeah? Yeah. I forget what it is though, so it couldn't
1: have been that good. Yeah, I can't think of anything. But uh, after his girlfriend leaves, he has a flashback to his dad and his mom being a happy family. And then he hears his mom struggling while he sees his dad outside the house. So he knows he didn't do it. Yeah, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, that I guess seeing that and just the frustration of the knowing his dad, apparently, stupidly, will be accused of killing his mom. Even though he was an eyewitness saying he knows he didn't do it and stuff. The this, only eyewitness. This is the moment that frustrates him enough. To where he does his effect, my favorite effect. He he, runs so slow. He (laughs) He runs runs... so slow. He (laughs) runs so fast. (laughs) Past the speed of light. (laughs) So this time, he does that so hard that the CGI screws reality up. Where we see events in like a kaleidoscope surrounding him in a big CGI dome. And this effect happens throughout the movie.
2: Yep, and everything in the dome is CGI, including actors yeah that have been paid to be in this movie yeah why 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 would you take like you have ezra miller to do this movie right yeah you have images of ezra miller in the past in the cgi dome yeah why make a cgi copy of ezra miller that looks bad why not just put ezra miller in it
1: They're not moving. You can't be like, well, they're doing kooky shit with... They should just use a volume, like, you know, the Mandalorian special effect. You know what the volume is? No. So the volume is a big cylinder in, like, a big room, like a warehouse-sized room. Oh, yes, I do know what that is. they project it on the walls.
2: Yeah, you could do that. Or you could shoot one Ezra Miller, and if you need five of them around, just copy it.
1: Yeah, just shoot them in front of a green screen.
2: Yeah, there's so many ways you could do this and make it look infinitely better. Also, it would be infinitely cheaper... So again, I don't understand.
1: They're taking a bath on this movie. They are. They clearly are. But I don't like being part of some big company's tax write-off. Well, You can leave me out of it. I pirated this movie, folks. I did it. That's a parody satire. But I pirated it. I did it. You did so it. So we didn't pay money for you this. You are a pirate. You are a
0: pirate. Being a pirate is all right to be. Do what you want because a pirate is free. You are a pirate.
1: Just satire parody yar Har.
0: <laughs>
1: Barry tells Ben Affleck now that he went back in time. He even suggests, This is great. Now that I can time travel, I can save your parents, Bruce. You know the whole thing you live for? Batfleck is like, nah. Nah, don't do it. I like I like where things are at. To be fair, and and I think I think
2: there's a contrast in this and in the, the interpretation of the Batman character. Mm-hmm. It, even within the stupid DC movie. But I, I personally never thought that Batman wanted his parents back. I thought Batman's hatred of what happened to his parents was more of a vengeance thing. And I, he now wants to destroy all crime. But if he was never Batman, he would never be there to destroy all crime that exists.
1: I can see that angle of Batman. Yeah. It, but I also get it. Like 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 this is, movie series yeah.
2: is very unclear about it because. Like you said, this version of Batman was like, "Nah, don't don't even try to go back and save my parents." Like, well, it's because people who are dead should
1: be dead. Batman is one of the foremost experts on time travel. Yeah, as we'll find he, out. He knows later. a lot about it, but but he says just don't screw with the timeline. You don't know what'll happen. Right, things are
2: fine where they're at. Let's not forget yeah. Batman v Superman. Batman again, same fucking universe. Batman. Stopped his fight with Superman because he found out that Superman's mommy has the same name as his mommy. I say so...
1: this is an inaccurate characterization. Contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. So From I... that
2: Batman, you would think he'd be like, "You didn't save my mom. You didn't save Martha. Go do yeah. it."
1: There's the characterization of Batman where he's gotten over his parents' deaths, but now he just continues being the Dark Knight because he feels like it's doing good. There's also the characterization where it broke his mind and he was developmentally stunted. I'm going to prevent that from ever happening again by punching criminals who could kill all their parents and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, that's always a weird take because like it's hard for me to look at Batman when he's a grown man and harboring that much crazy resentment about it because it's like, yo, like most people's parents die. That's not unique to you. What happened to you is crazy tragic, but you're blowing it a little out of proportion when you act like that. And
1: most people don't have the passion (laughs) and willpower. To follow up on that kind of thing, to be the world's best detective, martial artist, gadget guy and everything. Yeah. I mean, most people, most people won't. My mom died at a super early age. You do get over it to
2: an extent. You so heal. it doesn't make yeah. sense that, like. You heal in a healthy way. Yeah. yeah. Or or even unhealthy. But long story short, you don't get sent off on a crazy fucking spiral tirade yeah. over little shit. My parents are
1: dead! But anywho, back with Barry Allen. His love interest uh, visits him, the journalist girl, and in the other room, he vibrates through a wall. So he can do that from the comics. He can go through walls to steal his neighbor's beer, apparently, which uh, it's another gag that's kind of good. He opens it and it spurts everywhere. And that gag is funny because
2: one thing that Ezra Miller pulled off was that gag where he opens it and the bottle... I think the only way they could have got the bottle this, like, ready to spray everywhere is by, like, putting it in a paint can shaker. Yeah. Like, it, it comically shoots, like, all over his face and everything. And there's no reaction. He, like, deadpans it because he's super <laughs> nervous about being with this girl. Yeah. But also, how stupid is it, like, really, that, from a narrative standpoint, that they gave Flash the ability to go through a wall? Since when did you ever think, like, how's the Flash going to get into the next room? Why would you think he needs to phase through a wall when he could... He could run to it in just the same amount of speed. Or he could probably burst Honestly, through it too. If he ran out his door into his like neighbor's door, let's say, picked the lock at super speed, got in, got the beers, came back, it would probably be faster because when he phase shifts, he always does that very slowly.
1: Yeah. Like he walks like real slowly
2: through the wall because his body is apparently what's moving fast. Yeah. But it's in real time. Whereas everything he does at flash speed is instant. It's like time is stopped. Yeah. It would have been faster for him to get the beers just running there.
1: Well, as we see, this is kind of Silver Age Flash where he uh, can develop powers as it goes. But I love it because it's stupid. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So next he runs backwards in time. Literally backwards. He runs backwards. He runs backwards (laughs) to reverse time. Because it's not the velocity or acceleration that does time. It's the direction he's running. He's like a VHS tape.
2: (laughs) He's fast forwarding and rewinding, which also doesn't make sense because like he's not running backwards through time. He's running backwards into like a space dome. Yeah. Like he's running into another dimension is the best way to put what they're portraying. And then once
1: he's in that dimension, he can kind of just change stuff at will. But, But it's good. It's a good movie so far. Um, uh, as he goes forward, that out, <laughs> I won't. Good. As he goes back, forward in time, as he goes back to the future, he sees his mom. As he goes back in time, he sees his mom didn't die. Gets punched by. Why do they call it oven when you oven the cold food of out hot to eat the food? Hmm. Here's my notes. Okay, so what happens is he's running backwards. Oh, cut that section. I, I see what I see what you're yeah. saying. So what happens? I can take this one.
2: Yeah. He he goes back in time. He he finds out that the reason he thinks about how he because Batman has a discussion with him and says if you it's too dangerous for you to go back in time, you could really fuck up the timeline. So the whole time he's thinking, how could I change time in a way that's innocuous that won't screw up the timeline? And he remembers. The reason my mom died is because a murderer came in and my dad wasn't home. And the reason my dad wasn't home is because she forgot the tomato sauce. And my dad goes and picks up the tomato sauce. Or if she already had the tomato sauce, she wouldn't have sent my dad away. And then I I guess his thought is the person wouldn't have tried to break into the house if the dad was home. Mm -hmm. That's a little weird and kind of elite, but he he takes a stab at it. Yeah. He takes a can of tomatoes, puts it in his mom's cart as she's grocery shopping earlier in the day. He figures that's such a minor change that it wouldn't disrupt the timeline too much. Right. And then he's in the chronodome and sees that the mom is alive within the chronodome. And then some dude punches him out of the chronodome. And into this reality. Well, it doesn't
1: look like just a dude. It looks like a monster covered in shrapnel. yeah, Yeah, it
2: is a weird looking thing.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know why the DC writers insist on having villains... Covered with a bunch of garbage. Grey goo. They, they look like fucking Power Rangers villains. Yeah. Why, why do they need to look
1: indistinguishable from humanoids even? Yeah.
2: Like, he, it happened so fast. I'm like, what the fuck just punched him? Was it like a thing? I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, this doesn't come back until the end. But yeah, yeah so he gets so, punched out of time. He
2: gets punched out of time and, and he sees his mom in that universe so she can interact with him. It's not like through the chronodome.
1: Yeah, in the chronodome. Since it's kind of just like a, a heads up display of time. He sees that his mom didn't die. He gets punched by that thing. And so he comes back to his house and he's like, wow, my mom's alive. This is great. This is awesome. We're a happy family. I can't believe it. But then he sees the other him. Barry sees other Barry, who I will call Dumb Barry. They're both dumb.
2: But, but- <laughs> just to
1: distinguish, I'll call Barry Prime Snyderberry for Snyderverse Barry. And Stereotypical pothead berry, dumb berry. Does yeah. that work? Yeah. Okay.
2: He's played dumb. He's played like Bill S. Preston. Yes, he is Bill S. Preston Flash. He's like, <laughs> but ro- actually I'm wrong in that because Bill S. Preston is at least charismatic. Yeah, He he's high and irritating, but also in a loving, lovable way. This dude is like irritating to, to the, the
1: max. To the point where uh, Snyder Berry distinguishes his own personality and becomes less annoying to contrast him.
2: Yeah, his personality in the movie actually changes. He's no longer an OCD weirdo who's, like, speaking weird and is well, not he's eloquent. he's that, yeah. I don't think he's that at all. He gets it back. For a while, he gets it back. But yeah. for a very long time, he's acting like he's playing a straight man.
1: Yeah. So he sees... Okay, so he accidentally sees Dumb It was an accident, I think. He didn't mean to because he doesn't want to screw with time. Yeah, he puts a mask on.
2: And then dumb, unsuperpowered Barry is able to pull a mask off the Flash.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then the jig's up, and then he explains everything to Barry. And this turns out to be the day that he was punched out of time is the very day that dumb Barry is supposed to get his powers.
1: Yeah. And since things are already fubar, he's already revealed himself to other Barry. He uh is about to blow his own character's head off. He's about to punch his head off. yes. But he stops last second. So they go, they go to the observatory or wherever it was, the lab to recreate the Giving Powers incident but the problem is Dumbberry is afraid to be shocked by lightning and so they're arguing and arguing and Snyder Prime Primeberry like ends up between the lightning and Dumbberry and so the event happens just as it's supposed to at you know, 12 o'clock at the clock tower or whatever and the lightning goes through the chest of Originalberry into To Dumbberry. Yes. And Snyder vs. Barry's tooth flies out. We see an impact crater. Like there's a hole through Dumbberry.
2: Like a big hole. You can fit a basketball through it. Yeah. And it heals. Which is something I never knew. (laughs) I never knew the Flash was Wolverine.
1: New power unlocked. Yeah, like it heals within seconds. It instantly heals. I don't think that's how super fast healings work. But anyway, it's super healing. Like the Wolverine. Probably not if you got your heart blown out of your body. Yeah, we can't regrow organs and stuff. But anyhow, it works. He gets new power. He can heal. (laughs) Now, Dumberry has flash powers. Problem is, Snyderberry lost his Flash powers. Because I guess there's something to do with one speedster touching another speedster can give powers, kind of. Yes. And so there's also a fun gag here where they're talking about Back to the Future. He's like, oh, so you traveled back in time, like Eric Stoltz in Back to the Future. If you didn't know, folks, Eric Stoltz was originally cast as Marty McFly before they recast it.
2: I did not know this and they explained it later. That was fun to see, but also like I got it from the first sentence. They didn't need to explain to me that
1: different actors are different roles. There's
2: different actors are in different roles, We're but in a different world. They they take a good gag and I don't know if someone was like, this is one of our five good gags in the movie, but they beat it to fucking death.
1: I know. That's the worst thing they you can do They spend like a joke. 10 minutes on it. They explain the joke. So to make stakes happen now, Zod appears. So this is not only the day that the Flash gets his powers, but apparently on the same day, General Zod from Man of Steel appears to terraform Earth, you know, to make a new Krypton, the plot of Man of Steel. So this is happening. Snyderberry thinks to get the band together to stop him, you know, like, hey, Maybe not so much collateral damage would have happened if Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and the Flash were all together. We could stop this right here, right now. But the problem is he's changed time so that there are no metahumans, no superhumans. He tries to call Aquaman's dad, who is Boba Fett, um, but it turns out he's never met any Aquarius woman. What's it called? Atlantean. Atlantean woman. Yeah. Um, also a good question. How do they explain how they're two different people? Like there's a scene later where he's like, this is my cousin Barry. But anytime they're around other people, they're going to have to explain why they're the same person.
2: <laughs> yeah, they never do explain it to other people. No. They explain it to Batman.
1: They do. Oh, and Dumbberry
2: doesn't realize he's Batman, which is, again, dumb.
1: So this is kind of a cool thing. Since there are no superhumans, people with superpowers don't really exist at this universe at this point in time. They go to Batman's because Batman doesn't have superpowers, so he does still exist. So I thought that was kind of neat. Um, But But, but, his uh, manor is a complete pigsty, and they search around. They just let themselves in. I guess he has no security at Wayne Manor. They're walking around, exploring his stuff, touching his things. And from a closet, we see a first-person view of somebody peeking out the closet.
2: Oh, it's hilarious. You get Batman vision yeah. from within a closet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and surprise, surprise, it's Michael Keaton put Batman. Batman in the rafters. <laughs> you don't put him in the
2: closet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh. Put him behind
2: a corner. It's like they they have a shot where he actually opens the stupid closet. Clumsy. He has, he has one slipper on. Yeah. The other foot's barefoot. And he like steps out of the closet onto this long dining room table. He
1: looks like the big Lebowski, like the dude. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he does like a person who's not stealthy's idea of sneaking, which is hiding in a closet. Then uh, proceeds to attack him. And, uh, you know, he's still he's still got it. He's still kicking him around and stuff. But since Dumbberry is still the Flash, they end up knocking him into a table awkwardly and they explain themselves. Yeah. So once again, remember, Batman is the prime authority on time travel. So he explains to them while he's making food with spaghetti, how time travel works.
2: And it's oh. A weird, nonsensical explanation time travel itself, I'm not trying to say it. it it makes sense, but it's not even a fun way to tell time travel. He essentially takes two dried-ass pieces of spaghetti and he's like, if you alter the future, the past doesn't stay the same. You don't travel on the same world line. In fact, you like you diverge them and he
1: takes the What's parallel he's spaghetti is- and he
2: spins it and he's saying Whenever you go back in time, you change everything in the past and everything in the future. You're essentially jumping into a new...
1: What he says, the word he says, is it's retrocausal. And so not only does he use the dry spaghetti to show, I guess, going in two different directions, two lines, but then he also shows the a plate of like wet spaghetti. And he's saying it's has inevitable crossovers. It's like a bunch of random noodles going in random directions. And sometimes the noodles will inevitably cross over. And that's why there's always a Batman. There's always a Flash. You right. know, things like that always happen.
2: But he basically says nothing matters.
1: Well, he says basically... We're going to
2: pop you in a, in a random world line, but that's not really what the story is about. Like, it's not a... The point
1: of that is obviously, like, why is it not Batfleck? Why is it an older Keaton Batman? That changes the whole backstory, meaning that Bruce Wayne was born earlier and stuff. It's part of a... It's a meta reason so that they can cast So they Keaton, can cast right?
2: Keaton, Yeah. yeah.
1: But it also, um, the other important thing to remember there is that there's inevitable things that have to happen too, which I think is kind of silly, but we'll find that out later. I'm just bringing that up. So not, you as a listener, aware.
2: To be clear, there are inevitable intersections. Cross- intersections between certain world lines, but there are also world lines that don't have those intersections. Again, to think about the spaghetti, yeah. not all spaghetti is crossing at one exact point yeah. on a line.
1: Not, there's some spaghetti that there never that don't touches cost. another noodle. Exactly. Yeah. So no, nothing is inevitable. But they say that because of a plot contrivance later. Right. So next we enter the Burton cave through vibrating through uh, a, a manhole. A manhole. Yeah, <laughs> lid. And then we see uh, a heartfelt speech by Snyderberry, who's just assuming that Batman's watching him on a camera, which he is. Yeah. And, you know, he's talking about his parents, like, what I would do to save my parents. I miss my mom. Keaton Batman, who's given up being Batman. Because apparently he did a good job because he says Gotham City is one of the safest cities in the world now.
2: Yeah, but he's still like a drunkard. He's like a depressed drunkard.
1: Well, my take on that is that when Batman loses his driving goal, which is crime, uh, he's just kind of like, well, I guess I'll just cook stuff and be the dude now. That's, I guess, what's happened. But... He lost his. Why drive. would he need
2: to be convinced then? So sure, he's like Gotham's for one. Why would he not move to another city? But let's say he's really insular. He's a nationalist. He only gives a shit about Gotham. He no, sees, uh, he's a Sidious. This happens every. The big thing on the news for everybody, including the world's greatest detective Bruce Wayne, is that this motherfucking alien has flown into the into town and is hostile. Yeah. He he doesn't want to get geared up to fight that. He's like,
1: pah. There's a few times where it seems like people don't care that the world's going to end. Yeah. But, um. As a viewer, you forget a lot. You're like, oh yeah, like Zod's here. That's our ticking clock. I forgot. (laughs) Um, So Batman, again, uh, sees this tape, you know, sees on camera. Barry's giving his heartfelt speech and Batman's like, I'm going to go down to this burden cave. And then what's he say? He says, you know what? I'm Batman. I'm Batman.
0: People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer, but now, yeah, I'm thinking on Batman.
1: He's saying that' like, because the audience knows it.
2: In the original Batman, like he's practicing it in the mirror because he's trying to get the right intonation to really make Vicky Vale like drop her panties for him. Yeah, I'm Batman, which is funny. But I remember in the trailer, he says that line, and people are supposed to go like, "Oh, he said the line. He said the line." But he says it in a badass way, like, "I'm Batman." Yeah. Like, that that wasn't where that
1: line came from. <laughs> it's nice to see Keaton Batman back in the action. All right, so Barry immediately alerts a Russian facility because they're flying to Russia now because mm-hmm. they did some sleuthing and found out that, well, since Clark Kent Superman isn't here, uh, where would the pod have landed? And they figure out somehow that it's in Russia. Yup. So they go to Russia in like this military facility and like right away he knocks something over bumps into something which alerts the entire facility and we see a batman fight scene which I think was actually pretty cool because he actually uses batarangs and stuff. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it's kind of like an Arkham fight scene where you'll just throw a, a battering to stun this guy, punch this guy, flip over. Uh, I think the best Batman fight scene is, is Batfleck Vs- murdering Bat-fluck,
2: people. Batfleck, Batman being Vs not Superman, a Batman. I thought American. that was very. You like
1: seeing John Wick in a Batman suit kill people? He,
2: to be fair, he what? So that Batman is supposed to be the Dark Knight Batman. The Knight, Dark Batman. Knight
1: Returns. Batman.
2: Y- the the Frank Miller one. Yeah. And that very much was like the Frank Miller Batman where he's older, he's kind of
1: he still doesn't kill people in that mm-hmm. either.
2: Yeah, he does, actually. He fucking mercs the Joker. He kills the Joker. He kills
1: the Joker, and that's, like, the big thing, is yeah. he killed the Joker. But he doesn't, like, kill mooks.
2: Mm, I don't recall if he does or not. I can't say for certain. I, don't I, think I do does. think the overarching thing is... He, I mean,
1: Frank Miller's a fascist, he might kill so he people. wants Batman to yeah. be a killer. <laughs> but, Anywho, they then open this big metallic sphere, and it contains superhero, because time is spaghetti. So Supergirl's in there. They rescue her and escape. And Dumb Flash gets shot. But doesn't super but heal. But he doesn't super heal. Yeah.
2: And they, they say, like, you'll be healed soon enough, but it takes a long time.
1: Yeah, he's out for the count, basically. Yeah, he um, can't run. Because next what happens Couldn't is... Couldn't he hop
2: really fast?
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> hop on one foot. But
2: I guess he's not I guess he's he's being shot or something. He's constrained by gravity, maybe. But you are when you're running with two feet. So yeah.
1: presumably he was just a stoner Could he earlier get today. his side and roll really fast. That would be the best way to travel. <laughs> <laughs> he should just do that anyway. <laughs> Burton Bat, Batman can't turn his neck like in Batman 1989. And Supergirl is charged up by the sun. So this is her time to shine. We see her beat up a bunch of goons and stuff. Yep. And then we paused the movie here for two days. (laughs) Yeah, it needed an intermission. It wasn't long, but it was draining. (laughs) And then Supergirl passes out after she beats up those goons. Her name is Kara. She wakes up and explains that Clark's pod never landed. So he was the last son of Krypton and she knows who he is and stuff. And I guess she's sent there to defend Clark. So she's like a full grown Kryptonian by the time they ship her out to Earth to protect Clark. That's yeah. my take on it. And then they keep the grimness of being Kryptonian because she like hears everything that's happening and she's overwhelmed. And-
2: yep. She she has her senses all overwhelmed and she can see through her hand in weird like technicolor.
1: Yeah. She's like... Like, it's such a burden being a super Kryptonian.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, General Zod's obsessed with terraforming the planet. Fucking why? Yeah. Why does he need to terraform it? He could fly in and be like, I am your new conqueror. I'm going to do what I do, and you're going to do nothing about it because you can't.
1: Oh, I assume it's because they can't breathe on Earth, so they want to be able to breathe without masks on. They can breathe on Earth. They don't know they can. In Man of Steel, Zod's wearing the mask. When he gets his mask like taken off, at first he's like, because <gasps> he's not used to it. But then I think he realizes, because he sees Clark Kent not wearing a mask. It, that's the thing. Wouldn't that be the first giveaway? Like you would see Supergirl, too, not wearing a mask. Yeah,
2: you would look at Kara and be like, oh. And then you turn the mask off. What makes sense is, like, they're not used to the training it takes to be able to deal with being able to see, like, through walls and shit and hear things.
1: That's why and Superman that's uncomfortable. is better at first.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which But, but Zog gets used to it in Man of Steel lickety split. He gets yeah. used to it while fighting Superman.
1: And doesn't die, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's dumb that they want to terraform it because honestly, Earth is better in every way for a Kryptonian because it's got a yellow sun. You know, you're a god amongst men.
2: Yeah, and from what I recall of Zack Snyder's portrayal of Krypton, Krypton is like a horrible cave-like planet.
1: Yeah, it's weirdly retro because they still ride animals and yeah stuff.
2: and you can't be like well that's their home so it's what they love like i'm from michigan if i were like transported to this new world that made everything in michigan like jamaica i probably wouldn't bitch too hard i w- would
1: hate that you would hate i prefer that. michigan and snow and fine snow. if i want
2: to michigan into
1: antarctica i want to terraform jamaica <laughs> to have snow <laughs> literally not joking to be a land of snow yeah It'd be 24 hours every single day I would do it. Uh, but yes, Batman and Snyderberry plan to use a bat lightning rod to get his powers back. Um, it doesn't work. <laughs> it just lightning shocks them. There's a funny gag with uh, Keaton Batman. And he says, For, for my...
2: Oh, yeah, for the record, this is, I think this is insane.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because
2: he sets up a quote-unquote science experiment, which I use quotes very loosely. It looks
1: like a Frankenstein table.
2: Yeah, he literally, so the Flash is like, yo, like a bunch of chemicals splashed on me and I got hit by lightning to be the Flash, so let's just do that again. So they literally put him in like an electric chair of some sort mm-hmm. with chemicals. By him not even time that they're gonna like splash on him in any way they're just by him and they're assuming when he gets hit by lightning they're all in glass bottles that are gonna explode yeah and also not fill his body with glass (laughs) shrapnel
0: yeah
1: (laughs) they seem to be missing uh steps
2: (laughs) but instead they're just gonna douse him with the chemicals and that's gonna turn him into the flash anyways it
1: does work which is now hilarious because they should just put batman in the chair and well that doesn't work what you need to happen is you need Supergirl a second time to lift you up and zap you with lightning in the sky. And then
2: you need Barry Allen. Yeah, to and then you need to it.
1: come back down with charred flesh. And then you need another Flash to do this thing where you run your socks on carpet and then zap right, somebody. Right,
2: which isn't what happened with the first Flash getting his powers, but that's, that's fine. Yeah. Regardless, they, they know roughly how to make another Flash. With right. a little bit more experimenting, they could make Superman the Flash and Batman yeah. the Flash.
1: Yeah, a Flash can make a Flash the flash so you can yeah. just make flashes upon flashes just a
2: tiny bit of experimenting like take an afternoon you have three variables yeah is it barry ellen touching you is it supergirl flying you into the sky is, is it, it the
1: chemicals the and chemicals the
2: is it all three get three fucking dogs yeah <laughs> or honestly crypto for, th- for the betterment of humanity three people if they need to be regular people just pick three randos off the street you don't want to do that <laughs>
1: That's how you get reverse flashes. You get just some random felon give them
2: flash powers. Well, I mean, you kill those even if they become the Flash.
1: Well, they have you put them in dealing. like a
2: gas chamber. Okay.
1: <laughs> we get the next line, which is Keaton Batman says let's get nuts
2: i honestly forget where that line comes from i assumed it was from a prior burton movie
1: i've forgotten batman 89 but i saw a clip recently and the joker's there next to him and he takes a fire poker and he smashes something and he says you want to get nuts let's get nuts oh joker says that no batman says it why Why? Because he's just as crazy as the joker i guess i will say batman
2: 89 had a ball in soundtrack it had the Prince soundtrack for no reason. It's the best. It's the best album Prince has done. Is the Batman 89 <laughs> soundtrack? I'm not
1: shitting you. I believe it. Have you heard Party Man? That song slaps. I want to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. I know that's Eddie Murphy, not him. Uh, yeah, as I said, not, not him. But that's Party Man to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Party Man's a good song. We'll, we'll listen to it on our on our trip to get food. Okay. It's, again... You said I, food and I got excited.
1: I'm the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Flash. My watch is telling me I'm hungry. Haven't you seen lightning spark around me? <laughs> Something we didn't mention is the Flash is apparently super conspicuous. Anytime that he runs, and we see it in like the perspective of a normal person, when he zooms away and comes back, we see a lightning trail. Yeah, like a lightning
2: trail and also hazardous lightning like
0: it affects shoots the off in other directions and like <laughs> yeah. blows
1: shit up. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, the ghostbusters,
2: right? So if Barry Allen were to like leave somewhere real fast and then pop back into his same spot where he's like, trying to make it seem like he didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It should look like he just exploded in electricity for a second and people should be highly alarmed
1: bookmark that we'll touch on that in a moment but next what happens they're in the bat jet again flying out to meet up with zod to beat his ass and batman's jet the cockpit of batman himself stays stationary while the rest of the seats rotate and i just thought that was fun to point out because there's no reason for it and it makes the two flashes in the back seat sick
2: it's, yeah it doesn't make oh! sense it seems like it would make it harder to
1: fly <laughs> it seems like it would not be airtight you know it, it like a cockpit needs to be right like part
2: of you twisting helps you keep your orientation to the earth and now you no longer have that and the stability the of the flying. aircraft
1: and all yeah, kinds of and, and
2: most importantly it doesn't look cool like, at pointless. the very least, if something's stupid, <laughs> if it looks cool, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't look cool. It looks dumb as hell. Because they're never shooting it from like an outside perspective where you're looking at the, the bat plane do these cool like gyroscopic movements. We do. We neat. do.
1: We do see that when he's fighting the Kryptonian on the bat jet. Well, we see some of it external and it's just But it's not doing anything around. cool even. Yeah. yeah it's just flying externally. He could just be doing barrel rolls and it would have the same effect. Yeah. It's hard to tell he's not. Or alien. If it wasn't rolls.
2: for the up-close view you wouldn't know
1: tangent but still thought it'd be fun to point out uh flash says he can't kill okay so the flashes are strategizing with each other and one flash says we can't kill kryptonians but we're both faster than them so at least we can help out supergirl by like distracting them next scene he vibrates his hand into a kryptonian's chest and he falls over dead he doesn't fall over dead i'm guessing he's just knocked out yeah, but same... But if you he can, could just as easily murder him. If you can put your hand in something, you can kill it. <laughs> right. Well, just like
2: how he's able to phase... Like, he's able to break other objects with him. He phases uh, Dumbberry through walls. Yeah. And he phases beer through walls, so he could just phase into this Kryptonian, and grab his heart in
1: his hand. Yeah.
2: Not even that, cause that might hurt him, right? Gra- grab his heart and phase the heart out. Cause
1: you can choose what you bring through. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So even if Kryptonian heart is like a Viltramite cells, whatever, you can still choose to take the heart out and nothing else. Right. Because you're just moving it fast. It's not
2: like a durability issue.
1: Yeah. So that's something fun. That's some fun. Okay. So things go foobar. Batman flies his jet into a Kryptonian ship and, kills himself uh supergirl gets stabbed because she gets distracted and so you know everything's screwed up this timeline's jacked let's just change it so dumbberry is like come on i'm gonna change time he's like you've never tried this before But then he does it on the first try. So both flashes end up in the time dome again. So all of a sudden, there's a character shift and a motivation shift for no damn reason. Because this is apparently an inevitable intersection in time. Which, remember, Barry only learned earlier today from a bowl of spaghetti... When Keaton Batman said time has inevitable intersections, there's no scientific basis for this. He doesn't know.
2: Yeah, it sounded like Batman was like, "I used to work at CERN. Yeah, I know a lot about time travel. In like, my
1: time off from being Batman, when I stopped being Batman, I full up went into CERN. You, the yeah, Higgs boson. Like and stuff. you
2: can assume that Batman's smart, but like. Time travel is highly theoretical. Like, even yes. smart people would be like, this is how it probably works in theory, but it's theoretical. Like, we don't know. Yeah. So, Barry Allen, who even more so doesn't know because he is not as smart as Batman, is just after two times has decided this is an inevitable intersection and, and can cannot remember,
1: remember how the plot kicked off. He went back in time to save his mom, even though Batman said no, and that's been his motivation this whole time. But right. now, he's telling Dumb Barry... That you can't change time. After one try. Also... Ever he successfully changed time. Also, him not
2: changing time at this point means that General Zod kills all of Earth.
1: Yes. So you really can't stop trying. you, You can't stop trying, Barry. Yeah, uh... This is this is my least favorite thing, my least favorite plot thread. But, 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 but moving forward, they do go to a separate timeline, like a few minutes in the past, to try and stop Batman from dying, Supergirl from dying. And so they fail again. Batman in a different way dies after fighting a Kryptonian.
2: Yeah, and Supergirl, Superwoman dies in another way. She's stabbed again slightly differently.
1: So this is now two times that they've tried. And Snyderberry has given up entirely. He's like, I realize now after these two half-hearted attempts that this is an inevitable intersection. And Earth just dies. Yes. And so at this point, remember the weird monster that we mentioned? The weird monster comes back and it turns out that it's Dumbberry. They never explain why he's caked in weird molten rock. So my thing about that is the second time Batman dies, he's fighting a Kryptonian. And basically what he's doing is he's jumping around him hilariously in CGI, attaching uh, C4 to the Kryptonian. Mm -hmm. So he's like, C4 here, boom, C4 here, boom. And I think what happened was an explosion through Kryptonian metal shrapnel into Dumberry's forearm. And later when we see him as a monster, he looks like he's caked in that same material. So my headcanon is that he got caught in so many kryptonian explosions that his body is covered and maybe he's super healed so it's scabbed over.
2: He's never taken
1: <laughs> <laughs> So maybe the reason he's failed countless years cuz he's old as the monster. He's failed by doing the same thing over and over again. Caught in the same kryptonian explosion <laughs> enough times to cover his body. It's an inevitable
2: intersection.
1: Yeah. <laughs> His dumbness.
2: We always get caught in this
1: explosion. <laughs> he is the dumb one, so. And there's a little bit of a fight scene with Monsterberry, and he ends up punching Snyderberry through the time dome, like through one of these walls of the time dome. And so what happens next? is amazing because I guess the time dome is trying to heal itself, but we see bubbles appear from that hole, and then there's different colored bubbles, and one of the bubbles is black and white, and we zoom into that bubble, and what do we got? We got the 1940s black and white Superman. On oh, and then what? Then what? Oh, it's 1970s world. Oh Technicolor, God. we see Christopher Reeves' CG Superman. How'd they get the rights? They have no right to do this. <laughs> and then we see another one who is it oh it's not superman it's adam west batman oh man and we hear the joker he's he has a mustache under his makeup (laughs) oh my god and but the best thing of all and i don't care what anybody says this is the best moment in any movie it's all been leading up to this the dce was worth it because we see PlayStation 3 graphics, Nicolas Cage, long hair, Nicolas Cage, Superman. He's fighting a giant metal spider. That just made me
2: sad that we didn't get to see that movie. That movie really should have been. Yeah, I know. What is Tim Burton directing it?
1: Yeah, it oh, would have been.
2: That would have been great. Oh, man. I'm really bummed that we didn't get to see that. Well, we got to see what could have been for a second, and it's incredible. It was amazing. He was fighting, he was fucking Shelob. I don't know why. Yeah.
1: (laughs) There's a Kevin Smith stand-up bit where he explains how the metal spider from Wild Wild West was originally meant to be that spider- in the Nicolas Cage Superman movie. It's stand up. It's a comedy bit. It's a comedy bit, but it's based on what he actually heard in the industry people talking about. Wow. I I do know I feel like there is a, a
2: documentary of this movie that never got made. I would watch that. I I would in I would hands down watch it. I don't know why I haven't already. Yeah.
1: That. Hey there listener, Alex here. It looks like that documentary film that Arden mentioned, maybe 2015's crowd funded The Death of Superman Lives. What happened? Directed by John Schnepp, with interviews with Tim Burton and Kevin Smith. It has a 7.1 on IMDb and a 79% for both audience and critics on Rotten Tomatoes right now, so it must be pretty good. Anyway, back to the podcast. But that's the high point of the movie. We got to see Nicolas Cage. It can only go down from there, right? And so we find out that Snyderberry saving his mom, and this is Monsterberry saying this, Snyderberry saving his mom is the inevitable intersection. So apparently every single time that Dumbberry, Monsterberry, tried to change the past, Snyderberry would also go back and try to save his mom, therefore somehow causing the spaghetti noodles to make sure that Supergirl dies, Batman dies, and Zod wins. So the the logic of that would be that he has to let his mom die so that Earth isn't terraformed by Zod. Even though, if this is such an inevitable intersection, how does original Snyder verse exist? Because those are two different timelines. If it's inevitable, then why is there a possibility of two timelines? If there's inevitable events that have to happen, why would time be structured in such a way that if Barry Allen's mom survives the world gets terraformed and Michael Keaton's Batman instead of Ben Affleck.
2: It's weird and stupid. It it does not make sense at all. Like if you're going to do that other world line bit, you really do have to make them separate things that don't interact, don't have interplay with each other. Yeah. And you need to make it not so like, you need to make it so he is just trying to get back to his own timeline. Not that I need to make sure my mom dies and that's what controls whether we get Michael Keaton Batman
1: or not. Because also what contradicts that also, I just realized, is there's a universe where Nicolas Cage, Adam West, Christopher Reeves, and his dad are all Superman and Batman. Which means those are completely different timelines that exist in the 1930s and 70s. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's dumb. It's stupid. Yeah. I know time travel is usually something you shouldn't think about. But then they're contradicting their own dumb rules. Yeah, they are. Anyway... Sorry, another quick interruption. I thought that George Reeves, who played 1950s Superman, was Christopher Reeves' dad, but he's not. They just both coincidentally happened to play Superman and have almost the same surname. I say almost because it's George Reeves with an S and then just Christopher Reeve. What the fuck? am I right? Anyway, back to the show, but... Before he lets his mom die, Snyder versus Barry Allen dresses up in clothes he just found and walks up to his mom in the supermarket. And, you know, one final goodbye. He wants to see her once before. He wants to screw the timeline up once before he goes back to his normal time. And so he's like, you know, tearing up seeing his mom. And his mom is like, oh, you're, you're you strange man who's asking about what my kid eats for cereal.
2: Yeah, he's dressed like a hobo. Yeah. And Wait, he's acting really weird.
1: He's dressed in, in stuff that has tags on it, which means he obviously just grabbed those things. He's acting really weird, but yet she's like, you poor thing, let me hug you. And then, you know, he can't say I, I love you, mom, to her face because that would screw with the timeline. So he does the thing where he pauses time because he's so fast and he walks around and he the media a, just says it super fast in
2: her face? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just thought of that. He could
1: have done that, but no. He (laughs) steps to the side a few feet away and he says... No, he does that while looking at her. He's in her viewpoint. He's in her viewpoint. He says, I love you, mom. But for no reason, he steps away. And then he steps back, puts her hand back on his face. And he tries to align it so that it looks like he never moved. But like we said, lightning is sparking off of everything.
2: Yeah. And he doesn't move away for no reason. He gets the can from her cart.
1: Uh, that he put there that's where he was. so yeah he travels back in time to just after he himself earlier in the movie put the can in the cart so yeah. he takes it off. they
2: tried to do a steinsgate thing but they did it worse of
1: course <laughs> so yeah he undoes what he did his mom asked to die so that the world can live
0: whatever spark i believe i'm in love with edith keeler jim edith keeler must die i Get the hell out
1: of here. And then he goes to court to where his dad's in trial. He's late for court, obviously. And they say the word enhance the footage. Oh, it's great. It's glorious. Enhance. 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 Freeze and enhance. Also,
2: why did he not use his new time travel powers to see who killed his mom?
1: That's what I was thinking. Why? <laughs> Yeah, why doesn't he? This is clearly a big life <laughs> event
2: for him. He was willing to, against Batman's directive, yeah. and against what everybody and their mother knows about time travel, willing to fuck with that to save his mom. And now that he's accepted that his mom, I guess, has to die, he doesn't think to say, like, well, I'm at least going to get vengeance and find out who did it.
1: Yeah, he he can't... Now, he can't screw with time in any way. It, but but, but
2: he, <laughs> is, he is screwing with time in, in a way because he makes sure his dad can live. Yeah. Or can live out of prison because his dad's supposed to lose that appeal.
1: I forgot again. So how does this work? Because it's not just enhancing the same footage that we saw early in the movie. Because earlier in the movie, the whole thing in the court was like, well, if we could see that this is his dad in this grocery store, that would absolve him of the crime. Even though the crime happened moments before his dad got there, which the only eyewitness is young Barry. And so still, his mom could have died at any point while he was in the store or traveling to the store, or he could have killed his wife an hour after he got home from the store. But still, for some reason, the the smoking gun to absolve his dad is this footage of him looking up at the camera. But it's not the same angle. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. You told me. It was because the can is like on a higher shelf. Yeah, he moved all the tomato cans to a higher shelf. So when his dad comes
2: to the store to get tomatoes, he has to look up.
1: So you're right. He does screw with time. It's just if it's going to save his mom's life, he wants nothing to do with it. (laughs) 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 So that's good. His dad's. From office space is. But to be fair, he fucks it
2: up because, again, time is retrocausal and he makes sure that his dad yeah. wins the appeal. So now we
1: have <laughs> Batman. Yep. So something's wrong. His dad, he's off the appeal. He screwed something up in time. We don't know what yet. So he walks out of the courthouse and a car pulls up. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Bob Bats? Is it going to be Ben Affleck? Nope. Who steps out? It's George Clooney. I freeze. I'm Batman. Which I was, I, I don't know. I guess that's neat. I, I don't particularly care. I love it because it turned the Snyder verse into the Burton verse. You mean the Schumacher verse? Yeah, Burton into Schumacher
2: verse. Now there's an Iceman who's is the Z U. <laughs> canonically? <Batman."> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That canonically, retroactively, puts Arnold Schwarzenegger in the DC cinematic universe. Yeah, and Uma Thurman.
2: <laughs> and and just Thurman, another person who just reveled in being bad.
0: Why is a bad lieutenant so bad? And I said to him, Nicholas, you know, there's a bliss of evil. Go for it.
1: Yeah, so good. Such good cheese. I'm the cock of the walk, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, big boy. Maybe I will like you instead. Ooh, mm, so young and virile, Robin. So good. Yeah. So, but they—I guess—they didn't establish the new DCU cinematic universe. I guess it just ended this universe. Not that I, th-
2: I give a single hollow fart.
1: Me neither. But I thought it would tie into it somehow, you know. But no. Um, the credits roll, and Arden like this because it's a doggo, a puppers. Oh yeah, he is just the
2: best boy fallen. fallen. In slow motion. He's like some mix between a basset and I don't know a collie. But it it's pretty adorable. It's the only time the CGI really like hit it off.
1: It's not great CGI either, but it's a cute puppers and it's fun. It's like DreamWorks.
2: Yeah. He's like trying to eat burritos and stuff in midair.
1: And this is from the earlier hospital scene where the hospital's falling. So we see a baby, he hugs a baby and then it goes away.
2: Yeah, it is really good. Yeah.
1: And there is a post credits for this dead universe and we see <laughs> barry allen walking out of a bar with aquaman aquaman is piss drunk but barry's trying to explain all the time travel stuff and aquaman falls in a puddle and barry's just totally willing to leave his friend aquaman to drown in this puddle you want to drown his aquaman D- does he have gills i don't know I guess he can breathe underwater. I think he
2: can so. breathe underwater. I mean, he can talk underwater, so.
1: I would like to imagine he would drown <laughs> in that puddle because he's not, you know, conscious. <laughs> so. <laughs> he's using his lungs and not his gills. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
2: know that he has gills, but.
1: He, he can magically
2: breathe underwater. But yeah, I think it's magic.
1: Yeah, but yeah, he calls him bro something. Something.
2: I don't really remember. Pop pop first
1: But Anyway, he just leaves Aquaman face down in a puddle, and the DC extended universe ends. Yay! Movie we'll over. Woo. Clap. You don't have to clap. Please clap. <laughs> Please clap. Yay! That concludes the breakdown, folks. All right, Arden. Now it's time for our final segment entitled "Did We Hate It?"
2: I wish I watched Fast X instead. I'm Dante.
0: I'm
2: Chante.
1: <laughs> so Arden hated it. Out of five stars, what would you give it now? You previously gave it one. I don't
2: know. I'd probably give it a two. I don't know. It was the worst kind of so bad. Like, it wasn't, like, funny.
1: There were good parts. There were
2: decent funny parts, but, I mean, it wasn't, like, funny bad. You know what I mean? I'll give it one and a half. I'll give it a, a two seem too high.
1: I'll give it a 2.8. Wow, you almost give it a three. It's an it's an average movie. It is an average movie to me. Yeah. Okay, out of a hundred, somethings.
2: I'll give it thirty-two stub toes.
1: Yes, that was the scale.
2: <laughs> Actually, I think that makes it better. I give it seventy-eight stub toes out of a hundred.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I gave it eighty last time out of a hundred. Running slow while time moves fast. I'll give it. 80 of those, too. Okay. All right. But now for the rating thing that actually matters is the ranking of previous episodes. It's hard for
2: me to do this because I haven't seen these. True, true, true.
1: Well, let's come back to that. It's
2: definitely below Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Well, of course. Not all shows can have titles that require two colons.
1: But this one needed it. It should have it. I don't know why it only has one. Well, let's talk about it real quick. What are the best and worst things about... The Flash 2023.
2: The worst thing is, I would say, is the CG and the convoluted time travel. The best thing is Keaton Batman.
1: Okay. Honestly, that's what the review said. Honestly,
2: I like Kara. I thought she did a good job.
1: She did. Uh, something Callier is the actress's name which for her brief time she's actually did good I yes, like to see she did her again yeah
2: like her parts where she was, was like filled with rage like she she pulled it off she did it well she has a
1: little character <laughs> arc too where she's like these aren't my people I was imprisoned by freaking Soviets for most of my life here on earth so I don't really care for humans yeah and then she later sees the bad Kryptonian Zod and she's like well, I guess they're bad Kryptonians too, so uh, I'll save your planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a decent art. Yeah, I'd say worst thing is Barry Allen flipping 180 degrees on his motivation to save his mom at all costs to my mom must die at all costs.
2: <laughs> and But I'll still fuck with the timeline. But I'll
1: still, yeah, so that's the worst thing. Best thing about it was how stupid it was. I like the stupid bits. I like the bad CGI. And I like Batman saying, I'm Batman. Yeah. Where did it go so wrong? (laughs) How about we extend that to the DCEU as a whole? Yeah, it's the whole bloody thing. I mean, (laughs) you fix the
2: DCEU
1: by effing planning it. and Putting somebody who didn't do Watchmen in charge of your fun, happy-go-lucky Superman character. Right, but
2: that can't be undone. So you just sit back and you're like, we're not going to give a shit what Marvel's doing because they keep doing things like
1: they're Always,
2: way late for Marvel. Like they're doing right. their Spider-Man Homecoming, I think, and into the Spider-Verse movie now with the Flash and with characters we don't care about. Like,
1: they're Always honestly playing catch up.
2: They're a trend behind. They're playing catch up. They're a trend yeah. behind. Just do your own thing. Tell a good story. If you're going to make it gritty, make it gritty, but lean into it and have fun with it. Regardless, yeah. have fun with it. I feel like the studio is way too involved. Which to be fair, like the studio is heavily involved in these Marvel movies. But let's not forget Kevin Feige. This was like very much so like a passion project dream for him. This dude was a dreamer who thought Marvel could be cool and mainstream and he fucking did it. Yeah. So while they still have a lot of studio involvement in those Marvel movies, the person in charge of that is true and real. I think the
1: keyword is planning and Uh, plans. The person here does not. So I'm also struggling to think of a theme or a lesson because it seems to me. It didn't have one. Barry (laughs) Ellington, weren't it? Yeah, because like he's, you said, if anything, the theme could be like, you can't change anything. So just lay down and give up. But then he still changes time. So it undercuts its own lessons.
2: Yeah, no, the, this movie does not have a lesson, I don't think. <laughs> no. Or a theme. It's, its theme is, isn't it cool that you're seeing things that you know? It's very much some of a movie. They're right.
1: They're correct. It it's is like, cool.
2: Oh, look. The 1930s Superman, black and white. You know that there is a black and white Superman. I bet someone in this theater does not, but you do. And you are going to clap your hands about it. I clapped. <laughs> I
1: saw it and I clapped. I clapped. I clapped when I saw it. A-T-A-T. <laughs> AT-AT. I know you wouldn't recommend it, but who would you recommend it to under what circumstances?
2: Um... I would recommend it to people that I have placed in a saw trap,
1: oh what
2: <laughs> they have to watch it in its entirety before else the bear trap will snap their
1: heads and then they see um Christopher Reeves and they clapped <laughs> yeah, they have to resist the urge to clap <laughs> no, no. he saw man puts the, um them super fans <laughs> yeah. There and they have to not like you do
2: nothing but waste your life watching these things that the corporations put out for you. (laughs) You look at needless dribble and you clap just because you recognize it.
1: You harass the studio into releasing the Snyder cut and then you don't even like it when you get it. (laughs) This is what you
2: deserve. Go watch that, get back to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
1: so let's rank it. As you said, bad lieutenant, Port of call New Orleans. It's not going to beat that out of the top spot. So let's uh... what's
2: Super Mario movies? Super Mario Brothers movie part two.
1: So Super Mario Brothers is that the Brothers...
2: one with the the new one where um, Bowser sings the Peaches song? Correct. Which every time, so I've not seen the movie, but every time someone's like, yeah, and Bowser sings Peaches, I just imagine Bowser just being like, suck in all my titties. <laughs> like, be me. <laughs> Better every, movie. Every single time, like, he sings, what?
1: <laughs> I thought this is a kid's movie. Huh? What? <laughs> and you're correct. That is what happens. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> all the time.
0: Fuck the, Fuck, the Fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away.
1: Fuck the pain away. Um, So, you haven't seen that. You have seen Batman and Robin 1997. You have seen the I Batman. don't like it as much as Triple X. Okay, so Triple X is above it. I feel like... By default, below is
2: Morbius that. really that bad? You'd rank it 13? Okay. Audience...
1: Getting Morb isn't that, like, way higher up? We will... Okay. Let's I'll read through this list real quick. So right now, the list as we have it, from best to worst. Is Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans, then Batman and Robin, 1997, then The Batman, then Jurassic World Dominion based on nostalgia alone, then a tie between Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas and Soldier, starring the badass Kurt Russell as Todd Soldier, then Super Mario Brothers Movie Part 2, 2023, then three X's with Van Diesel, and then Blood Freak, and then Carnosaur, and then Crawl, then The Giver, then Super Mario Brothers Part 1, 1993, then Morbius, then Donnie Darko, then Gummo. <laughs> more like gumno am i right hell yes and then old boy 2003 so yes morbius we put low on the list because we tried to separate the meme and all we're left with when we do that is jared leto in a mediocre film but that's part of the fun that's a movie where you're laughing at somebody he, <sighs> okay he, so we can make a separate list I'm not asking list. you to retroactively we're gonna, change we it. have a third list now
2: I, I I am just intrigued because I have not seen it so I'm just asking you questions on it cuz like I always thought it's like Jared Leto is the Tommy Wiseau of acting. He thinks he's amazing. No one, to my knowledge, thinks he's a good actor, and he's the only one not in on the joke.
1: <sighs> yeah, he sucks. He played him.
2: this stupid vampire movie,
1: serious, which and Blade he, could do. Yeah, he played the Joker, serious. And you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He took the role serious. Um. So, yeah, you like Triple X more, right? Yeah. So I have seen
2: Blood Freak. You have? I I have not seen the entirety of the movie, but I know of it through watching like a best of the worst or something.
1: Now that one's meme quality alone makes it higher. I'd say I'd rather watch.
2: I'd put it above Super Mario Brothers part one. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I haven't seen the other movies between that and Blood Freak, so I'll let you place it somewhere in between those.
1: Hmm. All right, you know what? Since Nicolas Cage is in it, I'm going to put it just after Triple X. It is a perfectly average movie, in my opinion. Nicolas Cage is in it. And this
2: is just about the middle of the list. Okay, and if we are going to retroactively swap the orders around, can you put Old Boy 2003 to best?
1: That will never happen and can never ever happen scientifically, causally, on the quantum level of our reality. Even more fundamental than Newton's laws is that old boy, two thousand and three, has to be the lowest ranked thing in existence.
2: You truly have anti taste. <laughs> this has proven it. We've come the full gate, circle. I am fucking proud. <laughs> I remember when <laughs> I first saw that right here, I'm like, oh, you saw Spike Lee's old boy. And you're like, no, that's the 2003 version. I'm like, wait, there's
1: no way I could. The like good it one. Less. Than... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have Michael Keaton. Batman three. The Flash is the new number eight between Blood Freak and Triple X. All right. And now it's time for fun segments. Let's do fun segments. Trivia and goofs. All right. First goof. When Barry Allen is in Central City Research Lab, the explosion knocks out his left tooth. But when he meets George Clooney, it's his right one that falls out. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. It is dumb. The first time young Barry runs at full speed, his clothes burn off, but each time he runs at full speed in his regular clothes without his flash shoot, they don't burn off after that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Even though Kara Zor-El, whose Supergirl has been a prisoner of Soviets since she arrived on Earth, she loses her Russian accent after her first few lines of dialogue. I would add that she speaks English, period. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) a good point. (laughs) Unless her pod teaches her. Zad can speak it, though. They must have universal translators.
2: Yeah. Or they just speak English. (laughs) They speak English. They write different, but they speak English.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They they have weird symbols, but this weird symbol just means A. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Michael Keaton's original Batman suit was infamously restrictive, forcing him to move his entire body to look around. For this movie, the costume designers actually did try to create a more flexible suit that allowed for greater range of motion. But when Keaton first tried it on, he insisted they make it stiffer. hilarious (laughs) he knows what the
2: fans want he does and he's
1: correct I clapped
0: yeah
1: (laughs) Michael Shannon was hesitant to return as General Zod because he was very upset with the circumstances of Zack Snyder's exit from the franchise he finally agreed after Snyder gave him his blessing suck up wow in contrast to the infamously troubled production of Justice League 2017 Ben Affleck said he actually had a great time reprising his role as Batman in this film
2: because he was largely CGI.
1: And he didn't have to do much, probably. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had to shoot one scene. Because <laughs> I think part of the reason he hated Justice League 2017 is because he had to come back for reshoots and stuff. Yeah. I wouldn't complain about a paycheck and being in one scene and then they CGI me and the rest of it. I wouldn't
2: complain about being Batman uh, and doing reshoots. Yeah, either. Movie. <laughs> hey, it's, it's funny how you lose perspective on that stuff.
1: Yeah. Your job is dressing up as Batman. That's pretty neat. Yeah. It's not like Wizard of Oz back when like they burned the Wicked Witch. They set her on fire, literally, and then she came back to work because she wanted to keep working as an actor. Yeah. This film was first announced in 2014 and finally released in 2023. Its development and production spanned all nine seasons of the Flash 2014 TV series. Someone they could have got to be second Flash. <laughs> yeah, Or just The Flash instead of PR Nightmare, Ezra Miller. Yeah. In 2009, Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt set the world record in the 100-meter sprint at 9.58 seconds. Neat. (laughs) Henry Cavill filmed a cameo as Superman. But it was cut after James Gunn's new DC Universe was announced and plans for Cavill's return to the franchise were canceled. He was paid $250,000 for the cameo. Holy cow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Why didn't they just use it? (laughs) Because they have a new universe. (laughs) Because they're resetting the universe in this movie. Why are they getting rid of the one thing that's cool about it? Henry Cavill does a good Superman. He, oh, yeah. Everybody basically agrees he looks the part. He's passionate about the role. He did a good job acting with what he was given. And plus, they reset, they made him George Clooney Batman at the end anyway. They could have showed Henry Cavill earlier, and then just, he doesn't show up later. And
2: Yeah. Or they could have they still had him be the Superman. Not everything changes. Yeah. Barry Allen was still the Flash in the fucked up weird timeline where Zod wins and you have a
1: Supergirl. Like. And there's still an Aquaman 2 coming out, and I think yeah. that might still be part of this new... Well, anyway. Andy Muschietti recorded and shared the moment he told Sasha Callier, Andy Muschietti being the director, uh, told her that she's going to portray Supergirl in the movie, bringing her to tears. I imagine he is also, like, pinching her and stuff. <laughs> After the DCEU had been scrapped in 2022, James Gunn slated that this film, along with Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, uh, Aquaman 2, will serve as a soft reboot to the DC franchise, which will now be known as the DC Universe. Any other DC films or shows that occur outside this new timeline will now belong to a universe called DC Elseworlds. The DCU will be led by Gunn, which makes sense for, like, Jonkler- the Joker movie was Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin, Jackman. Oh. So I guess that'll be considered. I want to see probably the Batman. I hope
2: in the sequel for the Joker, he has to go up against Batman. Yeah, because <laughs> I always just think like Batman
1: will fuck this dude up. He's just, like, a crazy guy. <laughs> this iteration of the Joker <laughs> is a tragic comedian. <laughs> He, he, does, he, he can barely function as a human being yeah. <laughs> and fight the world's most powerful man.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is director Andy Muschieta's f- eh, first horror, non-horror movie. I was say, this is horror for sure. <laughs> I <laughs> that sentence. Tom Cruise was one of the first people to see the film, having been sent a copy of it months before its theatrical release. He screened it at his home in Beverly Hills and loved it so much that he called director Andy Muschietti to congratulate him. Apparently, Tom Cruise watches like every movie that's released because he's obsessed with movies and acting. Damn. Ezra Miller and comic writer Grant Morrison wrote a draft of the script with a darker take on the character where he chokes a woman to death. But the studio has decided to not move forward with this vision. Wow. I added the choking part. Oh, damn. I imagine that was in there. Former DC Films president, Walter Hamada, wanted Michael Keaton's Batman to be similar to Nick Fury, having cameos in multiple films, including Batgirl, which was scanned, Aquaman Lost Kingdom, and this film. However, reshoots shifted the schedule, and this film ended up being released before Aquaman Lost Kingdom. So Keaton's cameo was cut in Aquaman 2. Is that out? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Sasha Callier did a chemistry test with Ezra Miller, and lightning struck, and they became The Flash. Nice. No, they did a chemistry test as part of her audition, which also included Mexican and Brazilian actresses such as Bruna Marquezine and Isis Valverde. The two actresses were top choices for the role, but the COVID-19 pandemic prevented them from traveling to London, yeah. Okay. Robert Zemeckis, Sam Raimi, Matthew Vaughn, and Mark Webb were frontrunners to direct. However, Raimi and Webb passed. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were also considered, but they probably also passed. All right. And then compared to quadrupedal animals, humans are exceptionally capable of endurance, but incapable of great speed.
2: I actually knew this. Yeah, me too. Were we together when we learned it? I talked with someone about how right like, to other animals, I think it was you. It was probably me. To to other animals, we're like the monster from that horror movie, It
1: Follows. Yeah, we're not exceptionally strong. We don't have claws. We're not super fast, but we never stop. We're the freaking Terminator of the animal kingdom. Yeah. We can just walk for days. Literally, we can walk for days and other animals will eventually just uh, uh, and
2: fall over. Yeah, and go to sleep. And then we just like walk up and stab, them. stab
1: them. Yeah. Yeah, we are the It Follows. We are a less cool Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) All right, list time. Now it's time for a list because people love lists, don't they, Arden? Yes, they do. We're going to have a little listicle of best time travel and or multiverse stories. This is in no particular order, but Back to the Future, Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Steins Gate, steins gate zero and other stuff i'm certain we're forgetting yes terminator just comes to mind even though that's a ball that's of Swiss twisty in terms of time travel also that's not a time travel movie and there's only two good ones Ta- really.
2: time travel is just the reason that this is all happening but it's not a time travel movie i don't think
1: it's mostly about Cyborgs. It's about a robot people.
2: coming back in time and chasing you and trying to kill you yeah. or trying to protect you. And then you teach it fun slang and have it shoot officers kneecaps out of their bodies. Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> First movie, Arden showed his daughter, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Good choice, in my opinion. It was,
2: she actually has an amazing
1: choice in movies as for a child, and I think that's why. Nice. Can't wait till she sees John Wick. All right. This is my favorite segment, people. It's who would... Win! This is a no-holds-barred, live, improvised battle royale in which characters from the current episode face off against those of previous episodes. The usual win conditions are incapacitation, death, or removal from the battlefield, but what's considered a victory is ultimately subjective to the episode at hand. Everybody could walk away shaking hands. That could happen. But probably won't. Not, but it could. Not if
2: Bad Lieutenant Port of Call in New Orleans is still in. Oh...
1: We'll find out in a second on that. The battle either takes place in a neutral arena or something relevant to the episode. And contestants are equipped with their iconic loadouts.
2: So are both berries in this? Um we should have both berries.
1: So it will be both berries. I was thinking maybe for the arena, it could be Wayne Stadium, since this is becoming a Batman podcast, since Batman's in twenty percent of the episodes now. Okay. Yeah. It can at least start in Wayne Stadium. Perfect. Which is a stadium. It is funny how we
2: keep coming back to having Batman. <laughs> even this, Batman's shoehorned into it. Yes.
1: And this one even has multiple Batmans. Okay. Two berries. We'll have the two berries. We'll have Dumbberry in the modified bat suit. Okay. And Snyderverse Berry. And entering the stadium in this corner, it's The Flash and The Flash. We know they entered the stadium because we saw lightning. And then in the other corner, we see entrance music. It's like, It's George Clooney Batman! Oh, I forgot he's still in this. Yep, he swings he's in. He's in this from multiple angles. In one of the previous episodes of Ewe, the entire Bat family got wiped out by a tactical nuke. But let's just say that they use bat foam in their back. So now we got George Clooney. Woo! He just smiles nonchalantly. Is Bob Bats dead? Bob Bats. You said the entire bat family. The bat family, meaning Robin, Batgirl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alfred. All right, so.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> think of the time where <laughs> Bad Lieutenant just put a barrel into his mouth. <laughs>
1: So that's this other corner. Is George Clooney Batman. He didn't let Robin come because he's disappointed in him, as always. And Batgirl is out racing motorcycles. Okay, perfect. So it's just George Clooney Batman. But Bob. what's this? In the third corner, it's Bob Bats, folks. Oh, God. He knocked on the door, and the bouncer didn't let him in as Bruce Wayne. But for some reason, he did let him in as Batman. <laughs>
2: He's already worn down from being shot by all the guards <laughs> <laughs> on his way here. So Bob Bat's is winded from having a full-on fight already. He's winded, yes. He's at fifty percent power. <laughs> he's been shot by fully auto machine guns, and,
0: <laughs> and
1: he's been killed before. But, so he's back. He's back. And <laughs> and uh, so we got two Batman. We got two flashes. This seems like an even matchup, two super metahumans and two Batman. So what happens is, this is going to be a fair fight, gentlemen. We're all here. We're all here. We're we're friends. Friends from different universes. Uh, We're going to shake hands. They shake hands. (laughs) And then... And then...
2: The, they all shook hands, like you said. That's the thing.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: they <laughs> they're about to leave. They're about to leave. But in the fourth corner of the ring, who comes in? But Nicholas Cage from Bad Lieutenant, Port of oh, Call, yes. New Orleans, with his freshly polished revolver and a nose full of cocaine.
2: He approaches Ezra Miller and he goes, "You there, you! I I saw you do a crime." So you did a the
1: crime. I saw you steal a hot dog earlier.
2: And then he's going to pull both berries aside. And then one berry knows that the only way to, to get out of this is to start unbuttoning Bad Lieutenant's pants.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: and he goes down before you know it. <laughs> you just see a flash of lightning. All of a sudden, Bob Bats takes the revolver out of Nicolas Cage's hand puts it in his mouth and blows his head off. Revenge, baby. But, but out of the multiverse, because Barry runs through the time bubble, comes Superman Nicolas Cage. Yes. Who also, since time
2: is retro yeah. also is a cop. <laughs> oh,
0: <geez. laughs> he is. Who's coked
2: up. And, his, and his has place. a
1: 44. This is a uh, Wayne Stadium offshoot that's in New Orleans. Yes. of call.
2: So we we have retroactively merged
1: Superman <laughs> with, <laughs> with a bad lieutenant. He is a bad lieutenant Superman.
2: And using his super speed, he shoves the barrel into Bob Bats's mouth so hard it knocks out his teeth. <laughs> the barrel goes through the back of his neck <laughs> and, and he, then he pulls the trigger. And because Dumbberry... Into
1: Dumbberry's knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's not good at dodging bullets. He doesn't pay attention. So, Dunberry's knee is blown out. Bob Bats is unfortunately dead again. I didn't say he's dead. He's not dead. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He's not dead. <laughs> he's not dead. He just has a hole in the back. He's, ah, ah, ah. Medicine Alfred, could help that. One of the Alfreds, uh, he, he runs up, puts some bat foam on him, but he's down for the count. He's carted away. He's out. Okay.
2: And and then other Flash needs to be carted away. dumbberry needs to be carted away because, as yeah. we saw in the movie, he can't do anything if there's a bullet in his knee.
1: If he's been shot in the leg region, he cannot act. Yeah. Other Barry gets down on the ground and starts rolling around the arena, <laughs> <laughs> like fast or normal, Very speed? Fast.
0: <laughs> normal speed.
1: No normal speed, because remember he needs a build up to go fast. He he doesn't have a build up. He's just so right now he's just <laughs> rolling around. The other characters are jumping out of the way. <laughs> also, normal speed. <laughs> yeah. George Colleen just kind of jumps up on one foot, then another.
2: Port of Call Superman could fly, but he's also on the ground jumping over <laughs> Barry as he rolls by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Port
1: of Call Superman. Has he done cocaine? Yes. yes. Copious amounts of it. Oh, that affects Kryptonian physiology? It probably makes them more intense, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, no. This is the same day that Barry got his powers and the same day General Zod's invading. <laughs> so Superman flies up out of the roof and he grabs George Clooney also. As is still in the arena. He's still rolling. Yeah. But Superman flies and then he finds uh, a club and he waits outside the club and then he harasses a couple. And he says, "I bet you got some blow in there, don't you?"
0: <laughs>
1: now George Clooney's witnessing this crime.
2: Um, so he left to go get blow, or he left
1: to go find Zod. Everybody Did he thought get distracted. Everybody clapped because they thought he was going to go fight Zod. <laughs> he, where's he at? Where'd he go? Don't you know I'm a cop? The TV news he went crew To go was get like, more blow so Barry Allen's also confused he's like he's dizzy now he gets up he's like where's Superman is he saving the world and the announcer the ring announcer is like no you're all here alone there's nobody else here we don't know where they went you win
0: there we have it folks
1: there, by, there default. You go. by default <laughs> yeah. ring out Everyone's technically ring out
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Port of Call
2: Superman now unfortunately can really a- has a lot of access to cocaine Oh, 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 oh worlds of worlds he get blow at any time and he's a lawman. We've created an amazing character, <laughs> amazing monster. Werner <laughs> Herzog somewhere is very pleased in reveling in the evil, revel
1: in the evil, <laughs>
0: the bliss of evil.
1: George Clooney, Batman, and the other Batman still there. <laughs> All right. I thought he took George Clooney Batman with him. No, he did. Yeah, oh, that's okay. why he yeah. wins. That's yeah. why Ezra Flash wins out. by He's evil. the only one there.
2: He was rolling around. <laughs> Snyderberry. He's getting really ready. It was going to look cool.
1: Yeah. I guess he's just going to... His dad, Office Space dads, there in the audience with the red stapler. He's like, woo, go, son.
0: Well, I mean, go right. the Flash.
1: I don't know you're the Flash. Oh, that's right. He doesn't. But my son's a fan of the Flash, so supporting his things
2: (laughs) (laughs) even though he's not here to see me supporting it
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right cool now real quick we got another fun segment it's time for devil's advocate in which one of us must defend the villain whether or not we actually agree or disagree with them so we need to decide who the the bad guy is who the good guy is or you know just the defendants and the prosecution and then we need to decide who's defending whom I'll defend the bad guy this time. I'll take that. So who would be the defendant? Who would be the prosecution? Zod is an obvious choice for bad guy, but it doesn't have to be Zod. No, I think the
2: bad guy... Oh, it could case, be
1: Barry versus Barry. I was going to say, I think the bad guy in this
2: case is Snyder Barry because he thinks that despite having this wonderful timeline power... Oh my God. ...that the world can't be changed. I have to defend and this. And he needs to give up. Uh-huh. Even though he doesn't even give up. Yeah, He does still F with time because he just doesn't learn his lesson.
1: Okay, so this isn't a regular court. This is a time court of some sort. Is there some kind of time character in DC? We call it
2: time court.
1: This is Dr. Manhattan (laughs) presides as the judge. Yeah, of time court. (laughs) Of time court. And James Gunn is there for some reason too. He's taking notes. He needs to learn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... How does this usually go? How does this proceeding start?
2: Well, I would have an opening statement of discussing how the Flash in the end is, I guess it's defending the action. So um, he made a horrible decision to cease trying to stop time. Because as we know, there are multiple world lines. And by abandoning the one, it, the multiple ones and where Zod takes over the planet, he's doomed multiple timelines to die. So,
1: this is essentially mega negligence,
2: yes. And he 100% knowingly allowed this to happen, even though he has the power to change it. And you might say that he made the decision that time cannot be stopped and everything is inevitable, but however. He still did not leave time to being inevitable. He ruined his own timeline by still not learning his lesson and altering the timeline by allowing his dad to win his appeal by changing the location of the tomatoes on the shelf. Also, what a shitty dude for not just finding out who killed his mom. (laughs) Also, what a shitty dude for altering the timeline to a point where he still had to have his dad spend 13 years in prison. He couldn't have done a little better.
1: <laughs> my turn. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, um, I am. Uh, Are you like
2: Jimity Cricket? Or <laughs> I'm, Kermit, I'm Kermit D. Frog of Time Court here.
1: <laughs> I'm a, a sprite from the fifth dimension. I'm representing my client, Barry. Um, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Also
2: known as Shit
1: Heel Barry. <laughs> You're roving! You're Robin, your honor! Fine. Move to strike. Fine. I don't care about human matters. I'm Dr. Manhattan.
2: <laughs> he just he used to sit on Mars for a while. That's why he needs James Gunn there. James Gunn cares. <laughs> you think he has a robe, but he's only at the top half, and he stands up
1: and his blue dick is just hanging out. <laughs> blue dangling ball naked, dude. Yeah. All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, so my defendant here, this is just Barry Allen. As you can see, he's a regular, awkward boy. He has social anxiety.
2: Objection, he's not regular. He is a superhuman that could go back
1: in time. Okay, (laughs) Uh, granted. (laughs) But who here hasn't developed superpowers in time court? We all are aware. This is a, a, a strenuous thing on a young man. Some... Sometimes you might go to Hawaii and choke a woman or throw a table at somebody. It all happens to the best of us.
2: But Has it happened to Mr.
0: Flash? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, mixing up timelines. There's a timeline where his name is Ezra Miller in, in a No Superpowers. Sorry. So
2: he's bad in other
1: timelines also. Please, uh, harassment, Your Honor.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Quit badgering the defense. Let him speak. Uh thank you. Naked bloomin. <laughs> bloomin. So this client of mine, you see, he he's a troubled man. I'm going to plead insanity defense. I'm going to plead <laughs> because you see he he his mind was broken. His mother died when he was a child, so he's traumatized. And then what happened is he went through time. He saw himself and then he found out that his uh, his mother Granted, he didn't really give it that hard of a shot. He didn't try that many times <laughs> to defend, to save his mom and Supergirl and Batman. He tried but, twice. But to be fair, um, a lot of the blame has to lay on Michael Keaton Batman here because he filled my client's head with ideas of time spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know this makes no sense, but my client respects Batman a great deal and he believed him for some reason. So obviously time doesn't work that way. You know this, I know this. <laughs> but my Everyone heart- in
2: time court knows that time can't be diluted to a pile of spaghetti.
1: People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. But you see my client over here, he's crying. It's more like an acorn. (laughs) Time is like an acorn. (laughs) Time's like a box of chocolate. Time's like a box of acorns. You go back to time, you never know what you're going to get. You might bite into an acorn. (laughs) And you say, hey, I thought this was chocolates. I am dumb, though. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, that's what I'm saying. My client is stupid and insane. And the judge, you know, Dr. Manhattan's about to say, like, that's valid. But then Ezra Miller uh, chokes a woman. He chokes a woman. <laughs> He's choking somebody in the courtroom. <laughs> Sometimes you can't
2: help the action of the client.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh my God. I
2: told him to just go through one jury trial without <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I've been sentenced to be a public defendant for two eternities. <laughs> Fine.
0: <laughs> um. He just shrugs.
1: What's Dr. Manhattan do? Oh. Uh he Dr. Manhattan
2: really can't be bothered with human matters again. <laughs> he really needs to he's really wanting to leave and just go to Mars and sit on a rock. For some reason when he's in Mars, he does wear a speedo to cover his shame. <laughs> So he says, yeah, yeah, insanity sounds fine. Send him to the Time Looney bin and let's go. Okay. <laughs> so they send Ezra Miller to the Time Looney bin. Oh man. So he's in a goofy
1: universe now. It's a bunch of kooks.
2: Yeah, he's like the all the best parts of who framed Roger Rabbit only.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Alright.
0: He's
1: just there now. That's where he lives. So congratulations on winning the fight. But sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, Insanity
2: is kind of a hollow victory.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, that wraps up this episode for the most part. Um, what have you been watching? Are you even watching anything? Enjoying anything?
2: Reacher 2. Oh, man. Richard big old boy he's a big boy big Big corn-fed american American corn-fed
1: look how big you are you kaiju ass boy
2: scientists noticed a strange phenomenon over the horizon of new york city they believed that the gravitational pull of some supermassive object was causing light itself to bend and upon recalibration of their optical detection equipment, were able to determine that it was because *Reacher* season two is now available for streaming on Amazon Prime. No, I've I've been playing fighting games. I've I've reignited my love for fighting games. Oh yeah, um, *Mortal Kombat* one is super great, and I'm looking at getting the new *Street Fighter*. Okay, so it's is it a good time. I've been watching too much. I don't think I've seen any shows other than just recently watching. No, I've been watching What We Do in the Shadows season five.
1: Oh yes. Man. I've been meaning to, and you finally got me to watch two episodes and that's we can watch some later. I yeah. love that. Show. I mean, I'm gonna cook some dinner here
2: and we can watch another episode of What We Do in the Shadows.
1: Heck yeah.
2: Yeah, let's do it. I've been let's watching
1: Let's do it now. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> episode's not over yet. <laughs> I watched Indiana Jones cinco, Indiana Jones 5. Cool. It's pretty good. I liked it. Liked it more than the previous one. No spoilers, but it's kind of hilarious what they did to Mutt Williams, the Shia LaBeouf character. Ooh, I can't wait. i have to watch it to see. And also, I've been playing with VR or virtual reality. Yeah, welcome to the world of VR. Plug me in, operator. <laughs> I'm in. Not like this. <laughs> 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 If you turn off the headset while you're still using it, you die in real life. It's actually true. Yeah risk reward thing it's
2: yeah fun, but it's very fun you have to be careful not to run out of battery yeah i wish you turned off the oculus by going to a payphone what a missed opportunity
1: oh what a, i wonder if like there's like the a in-game mod. the in-game way to turn it off like there's no off button but you have to walk up to a phone booth yeah,
2: yeah you have to find a payphone nice a landline can you believe that like our kids will watch that movie and the what concept the concept of a landline phone and being able to
1: just like go to one in a house is going to be weird the only explanation would be You remember in the movie where Agent Smith says this is the peak of human civilization, which is apparently the year nineteen ninety nine. So it's a period it's gonna just become a period piece where the robots retroactively are like, Well, looking at all history, the turn of the millennium, nineteen ninety nine is the highest point humans ever achieved. They were at <laughs> their high. Yeah wasn't the smartphones. They got
2: more technology, but then they got TikTok. Yeah, then it went down. It weirdly made them stupider. Yeah. <laughs> why the phones are connected to the matrix is going to be a weird concept to them. Like why wouldn't just any back internet in the day work? the internet was connected to your phone cuz that was before that was before cable was, oh, was super popular. DSL
1: and stuff.
2: Yeah, that like the the popular mainstream way to have internet was like through a phone line. Man. So that was the way information was communicated.
1: So dated. That's crazy. Yeah. It would make sense for the robots to set the matrix in a time before that stuff. So, like the 40s or something. Could you still get out with a phone in the 40s, I guess? All right, the 1800s. They set it in the 1800s. Where are you going to use a telegraph? Operator, unplug me, tank. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. Because then you if you're in mean, the 1800s, you can't learn hacking, which means you can't get out of the Matrix. I mean, the,
2: the way the Matrix is, you get out of the Matrix. I think someone, the Oracle brought someone out and taught them everything. So oh, okay. the Matrix is just a front for everything else. So even if they had it in the past, like there would be a version of the telephone that would serve as the hard line into the network. And I, and it would be a telegraph or it'd be, you know, something. It would, it'd be like like the Paperboy, even if it was before phones, you know, it'd be Paperboys.
1: Yeah. Maybe they just find and you talk to
2: them and then all of a sudden you wake up in the world like it would be
1: something Uh, uh, like the
2: matrix is a surreal thing honestly they gave us a, a boon for making it a phone and something we could grasp our head around as opposed to something that was weird and more esoteric
1: yeah one of the animatrix shorts i think somebody gets out of the matrix just like through sheer force of will or something that would suck but they're not trying to get out of the matrix. They're just like doing something so intensely that they accidentally unplug from the matrix. Do
2: they get out of the tube?
1: Yeah, it's one. I think it's. It might even be the young boy character. Does someone in, pick them up? Yeah. Well, what happens is, it's what in the first movie when Neo first wakes up in the real world and yeah. there's, he's in the goo vat. I think that's what happens. Like somebody's just. It might be like an Olympic sprinter or something.
2: They're, yeah, but but the problem is like in that in the movie you need
1: somebody to grab you. The, yeah, because the machine thinks you're dead. The red pill is supposed to be a locator, so they know which pod bay to find you in.
2: Right. Yeah. So if he just did it from sheer will, it would just dump him into the dead body goop, and he would drown because he can't swim.
1: I guess the Nebuchadnezzar was just. Lucky just driving
2: by He's Maybe like, that
1: happens all the, the time fuck is that <laughs> maybe people are constantly unplugging and they just like fall in the goo and die. And it just so happened. That was one time it happened where they caught him. Yeah, maybe. So people are just constantly unplugging for random reasons. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. it's kind of funny that that's they-
1: aneurysms. When it, somebody has an aneurysm, they're really just unplugging from the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh
2: man, that would suck. Yeah. There, there's no, there's nothing saying that that's not what's happening.
1: And so the person who has an aneurysm in our world, they just wake up in a vat of goo. They're just, ah!
2: <laughs> they I get dropped into yet another vat of and then they die. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they wake up from that.
2: In another matrix.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know what I realize? <sighs> Ignorance is bliss. But yeah, that was the episode that was the flash 2023 make sure folks to to listen areazone.org is my website stay tuned for future episodes make suggestions stuff like that and uh uh what should we yeah any plugs no what, any don't f- do crime don't do crime or nicholas cage actually Superman. a plug for my job would be do crime yeah <laughs> All right, it's going to fade out episodes again, and what are we saying while it's ending? Sucking
0: on my titties like I you want to be calling me all, me
2: all the time. Fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. What a good Disney movie. That's I need way. to watch that. How <laughs> did I know this. a in the song?
1: <laughs> all right, fuck the pain away.
0: Thank you. Soaking all my titties like you wanted me, calling me all the time, that bound check out my pussy behind and spawn all over the top, like six on the peaches. What else is in the teachers of peaches? Oh, i About to fade away, 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 about to fade away. Fuck the pain away